0: Okay, hey, so no, <laughs> we can never do this. We can never do anything without extensively planning it ahead
1: of time after all these years. You say it. You say the thing. <laughs> all right. Hey, Gruntheads. You might remember last week we cut the episode <laughs> in half uh, because our discussion of the last episode of Home Improvement went on a little too too long. Uh, enough yes. for two episodes. Enough for even us to say, damn, that's too much. (laughs) I know that you've all said uh, you don't mind longer episodes, um, but there was a point at which we needed to (laughs) go do our lives.
0: Yeah, we we mind longer episodes. It's not just you guys. You know, think about us.
1: (laughs) I don't mind long episodes. You know I can talk forever.
0: I know, and I can talk forever, too, but just eventually, you know,
1: eventually the apartment gets too hot. Yes, yes, and uh, I am recording this. It is currently ninety six degrees out, so, um, oh. but I got my I got my AC on.
0: You you are two degrees away from some real smooth R and B grooves. <laughs>
1: uh, more more pop than R and B. Anyway, um, let's let's get back to the coverage, uh, the live coverage of Home Improvement yeah. season eight. Episode 27, The Long and Winding Road, Part 3, Part 2.
0: Really? They were more pop than R&B? Okay, so the fence has come down. Tim and Wilson have disassembled the fence together. Tim has looked upon the face of Wilson and also apparently looked upon the crotch of Wilson and told him that his his fly is down. We get a a
1: Binford zipper transition. To, uh, yes, Binford zipper
0: Mm. taking us us to the backyard. Like, how does the show open up Wilson's, or open up Al's wedding by implying that we were looking at a dick? We might be looking at a dick. Wait, like you mean in the transition itself? We might be looking at a dick. Uh, we might be looking at a dick. We're, we're I mean, we are looking at at Tim Taylor, uh, like right before.
1: I'm, so I'm I've screen captured this and I am going to send this to you. Uh, I mean, this is okay. And I want to I want to just set the scene here. You're doing the transitions on this show, right? And there's yeah. a certain attention to detail. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm doing stuff for me that no one will ever see. Yeah. Now, you do a zipper. What? What do you ex- If If you've set those standards for yourself, what? How do you construct that transition? You've got you've got your zipper animation, right? You got the Benford tag and the zipper. Yeah. The the teeth going up and down, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Do you? Do you need to actually could you do that over black or do you actually need to manifest the fabric that's being zipped together? I mean, well, I don't know, like wouldn't you just have
0: like cuz I'm looking at I'm looking at the footage now and it's like the the it doesn't look like it's I don't know, they, they I... gave some texture to whatever this uh, whatever the, the these pants
1: are, these fake transition pants. Yes, but that's not exactly what is catching my eye. It's you can do fabric, but I mean, why? Why do you have to show that there's something behind the zipper? Mm, the the bulge, the kind of conspicuous. bulge yeah. God damn it. Bulge. This there. Thing would go faster. I could send you this picture. Well, I'm looking In... at it. I've got it up on Hulu right
0: now. I'm I can see that there is like, I I mean it's I they've got it looking like it's just like oh kind of the wrinkles of of the pants or whatever. But yeah, I no. mean you can
1: kind of see. Look at it in in thumbnail, uh, where you can kind of get a better sense of the full picture since it's in low resolution on your big screen. Yeah, I mean uh, did the did the screen capture come through? Because in thumbnail, I mean, it is obvious. Uh, I, the,
0: the screen capture hasn't come through yet. I'm not like I. I mean, I can I can already kind of see a little bit of like what it might like because there's the the oblong, almost tubular shape that that could be a peen under there. Oh wait, here, that no, only go, finally, that only goes to one side. Yeah, it it definitely. Oh boy. Okay, and the thumbnail it really. Yeah no now it's kind of unmissable the the way that the pants like before it, it, on a bigger screen it can kind of just look like wrinkles in the pants but here now the pattern of it definitely looks as though yes the fabric of the pants is kind of like straining to to hold something on the other side is the is this show implying to us that Wilson has a huge penis oh my god because this is Wilson's pants this is Wilson's pants this is the the last episode we you know and and. <laughs> I mean, what is and and what is, I mean, what is a penis that is, uh, you can only see the outline of through an obstacle, if not an homage to Wilson, really. I mean, when oh you think my. about it, well, wow, on that, yeah. yes, well, that's uh, that, that's what. Well, and you know, we we all know the story that like the character of Wilson is based on uh, one of Tim Allen's neighbors when he was growing up, who had a hu- really huge dick that he could always <laughs> kind of see pressing through the guy's pants. Uh, and it was just like, what if,
1: what if his face also, I couldn't fully see, um, (laughs) I mean, look, I I think in our last episode of coverage, I think we might have uncovered like a Disney's sex in the dust controversy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's but that, that's that's the name. That's the name of your slow jam R&B album sex in the dust. Like it's completely <laughs> different than anything Disney was doing. I, I mean, I'm looking at it now and it's like there, there's a bulge behind behind the pants. Yes. But it's like also if you look, it kind of almost goes towards the top right. A little bit, as though it's like a, a boner that's been tucked upwards, I, folks. I'm sorry, but this is also our last
1: episode, so you can like stop listening. <laughs> that's. I, I mean, we can if we dare. I mean, who are we going to harm at this point? We're we're done with the show. Uh, we can post this online and see what people think of this. I, I mean, also, I just look, sent it to someone else to ask. I just, all I ooh. no context. I just sent the screen image and just said, "Is this a penis?" <laughs> I hope that's someone who you're really close with,
0: and not like you know your boss or something like that. It's not. It's just like a company wide Slack message. Hey guys, quick question. Um, I, you know, I mean, and, and look, uh, yeah, as a huge fan of the movie Boogie Nights, I mean, f- fitting that <laughs> right at the end of a uh, of of the whole story, they they give us uh, uh they they give us an appearance
1: from a penis. Um, oh my god, I'm I just yeah. It took me by surprise. You know, I think it's that I've been. Going seven years looking for some sort of Benises. hidden message in these transitions and this these theme songs, and finally, there's something that seems slightly amiss. Yeah, I,
0: I, 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 I it, Look, the reason this seems like it tracks also because we've just mentioned, like since the the latter half of uh-huh. the season, basically since Jill didn't die on the operating table and they knew they were ending. Like, I definitely... You know, like Tim, Tim going upstairs with the encyclopedia to presumably jack off to pictures of manatees, or like the the <laughs> the the weird, you know, porn, the the Shakespeare and lust thing that Brad is watching in front of his yeah. family. Like they they've been sneaking dirtier stuff in here, trying to just like yeah. get it past. And this is the sort of thing that you only spot if you are watching it at the level that we are. Yeah, it yeah. looks like. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to call it. There's a there's a bulge in the Binford pants in, in
1: Wilson's Binford pants. <laughs> that's that's to get the elf gavels out. I, I think it's unanimous. <sighs> we're, we're calling it here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this is the sort of thing we have to put out into the world and let, you know, let society decide yeah
0: true true yeah let let the people be be the real judge of this
1: well okay so but also
0: it's going to be embarrassing though if we put this out publicly and everyone listening looks at it and is like no those just look like normal pants with some wrinkles in them you guys are just <laughs> cock obsessed we're just we're, we're just looking for you know we're, we're we're the we're the boys who cried penis and uh no one will trust us again when That's we see an actual penis
1: the risk we have to take yeah <laughs> That's, no one, no one said podcasting was going to be easy. That's true. Uh, we're going to create something viral on our last episode. I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, it'll
0: be, it, will it'll be viral one way or another. You got to get that shit checked. Um, okay. Well, so, <laughs> All right. so off this very classy scene of just a a bulging pair of pants right in your face, we go to the wedding of the emotional center of the show, one of our most beloved characters, Al. We are in the the newly opened backyard between the Taylor mm. and uh, and Wilson
1: houses. I propose we should we should do this because this is one of those uh, instances where it's a continuing scene from inside to outside, and there's lots going on here. So I, I suggest we do this in little little chunks. Of course, yeah. So. We we start off
0: with Jill walking up to the uh, big marriage altar that Tim has built and is complimenting Tim on how good it looks and uh, and how excited they are for the wedding to happen. And as they uh they they stand there under the arch, Tim makes a joke about the golden arches and that is not particularly great. And then uh, they see the arrival of Harry and Dolores fresh from New Mexico. And um, do we get? A uh, whole big scene with Harry and Dolores. Do we get do we, one do we last get a single look? line? <laughs> do we get anything? Nope, nope. They they showed up though. They're here. We don't get to hear from them, but they're here. They definitely <laughs> arrived. Just one, ch- like they they them being there warrants. Oh my God, Harry and Dolores, and a shot of them. And Jill goes over to say, "Hey," and that's that's it. That's all we get.
1: Uh, yeah. Th- okay. So. <laughs> This is just like your, this is, you just spoke of Boogie Nights. This is kind of your, your Boogie Nights opening shot. Let's let's see this environment. Let's get our geography now that the fence is down and get a sense of where, uh, in this, everyone's at, all the players are at. Um, yeah, it's
0: exactly like the first shot in Boogie Nights. It's very, very similar.
1: (laughs) Um, I, okay. Where, where to begin here? Um, Harry and Dolores, uh, yeah. I mean, I got excited to see Dolores. Uh, I th- actually thought we were going to get through this with no one having a, a line because <laughs> when Tim goes over to Marty and uh, uh, Benny, yeah. God, I've I've got such senioritis. I already erased his name from my brain. <laughs> you're you're
0: too, you're too busy thinking about Wilson's dick now. Yeah, this is because I I rewatched the last half of of this episode to mm-hmm. get ready for this recording session and. I really it really drove home for me. Oh, God. Yeah. Our last lines from Marty, arguably our favorite character outside of the the main cast is him saying, I'm betting it's going to go the other way. That's him <laughs> betting
1: against Al going through with the marriage. And that's a wrap on Marty, but also <sighs> his other brother uh, making a, you know, I'm not gay joke uh, when Tim says and I got 40 bucks on Al's wearing a plaid thong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To, to Tim's credit, he bets 100 that he'll go through with the wedding, but then 40 on the flannel thong.
1: And it's like, well, wait,
0: how are you going to how are you going to know that? How is it going to be verified?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I guess- I, yeah, I got a little worried that they were going to pull some sort of prank on Al uh, mid ceremony. Well, well, I mean,
0: it, the also though we we know from prior episodes that Tim takes an unhealthy, almost voyeuristic interest in Al's <laughs> sex life. So maybe I, I don't know. Maybe and also, I mean, he still is the landlord of Al's house. Maybe there's a maybe there's one of those oh, hidden spy cameras from a couple seasons ago is set Wait, up. Wait, so
1: there. are you saying Tim already knows the answer to this because he was spying before and now he's he's playing Benny and the rest of the people betting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's got a sure them. bet. Is that what's yeah. going on?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's Al's thong hustling them. It's it's a it's a you know it it's a sleazy way to make money, but he's got to pay for that uh, new house in Indiana somehow. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, he doesn't uh, have a job
1: anymore. This is what he's gonna do. Here's a okay. I gotta ask the question. Um, how do you feel with the fence down? Like we watched the fence start to be taken down, but this is like the fence is gone in this scene. I I, I actually you know what
0: I I do like it, and I kind of wish. Again, I there, there's so many different ways I wish this could have played out, but I do like seeing the extra large backyard with everybody yeah. in it. And I kind of wish that the episode had, I don't know, the, the, the episode had started with them taking down the fence and we just spent more time in this massive yard now between the two mm. houses.
1: It's, you know, I wish they had more time this season to have done stuff like that, you know.
0: Yeah, we wish they had more more than the twenty seven episodes they were granted to do these things. You know, I also there's another uh, another beloved character who we don't get any uh, sight of in this last scene, and that is of course the mysterious phone pole that sometimes exists and sometimes (laughs) doesn't exist in the back. Maybe they took that down to exist right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it's it's
1: a good thing Mark doesn't need someplace to hide. (laughs) Um, this is yeah strange to me I I, I also watched the, the second half of this again and I which is now what my I've watched it three and a half times <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah you're really you're really going hard on this one yeah. uh,
0: harder than Wilson's it, dick <laughs> I love I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love how in the last episode, which I just edited, in the last episode we're talking a lot about how like, well, it's really kind of heartfelt this last scene because Earl Hindman died a few you know, a few years after this and he meant so much, and now we're just like, oh it's penis, this oh, big hog in those binford pants. <laughs>
1: what a difference a week makes. Is the John Hammond of his time. Yeah, um mm-hmm. the it really drove home watching it for the three and a half fifth time that um I, <sighs> This feels rushed. Like, yeah, I'm wondering at what point in season eight did they know they weren't going to continue? Yeah. Like, was it was this
0: shot out of sequence? Was this not the last uh, or I don't know. It's not even like, no, that could be it's got
1: last episode written all over every. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, surprised a dumb question. Yeah, but I didn't mean that.
0: Well, no, but no, but you're. Right. It was a dumb question when every aspect of the last three episodes has been. Hey, we're quitting the show. We're moving away. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, no. It rushed is exactly what I. Well, say, because it, hold on to just uh, before we go yeah. too far to undumb your dumb comments, which I'm going to stick up for you here is. Oh, they they kind of backtrack a little bit here and throw yes. like a twist of like, well, maybe we won't go. Yes. So well, were they like? Is there a possibility that they were like, well, we don't know what the fate of season nine is going to be, so let's write this thing that could be a cliffhanger uh, if they decide to take negotiations between seasons or something like that? I mean, I guess they were leaving the door open.
0: It, it it reminds me of the finale of season seven, where the whole thing is, okay, I'm going to reveal the, the hot rod. I'm going to reveal the hot rod. Nope, I'm not going to reveal the hot rod. I'm going to keep working on the hot rod. Got to leave the door open for more hot rod content. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like That, that could be that could be it it's just like yeah may, like maybe they were like well maybe we can convince Patricia Richardson after the show wraps like she'll get she'll get one <laughs> look at uh, at what <laughs> post home improvement life is like and she'll want to come back for one more
1: yeah with uh, to her credit i mean it was the producers or the the executives that weren't paying her what she deserved well okay okay true exactly so like maybe the, maybe they Maybe they thought, oh, well,
0: well, we'll look through the couch cushions. We'll see if we can find enough money to get Trish <laughs> Richardson to come back. Or it's like, well, we still got Francis Fisher's number in our phone. Maybe maybe she'll do it. <laughs>
1: just replace Jill eight seasons in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, Francis Fisher, you were in
1: Titanic. You you haven't got anything else big going on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so my point being like this just – it felt – I could – see it being a rush job this time uh with just how quickly they wrap up so many of these sub characters like marty as you're saying um but also that they kind of don't know what to do like it's just they've yeah. written themselves into a couple corners and then it just kind of like well what if we don't resolve anything and we just end on a thought bubble <laughs> it it's it, yeah like the the
0: feeling i get is almost that maybe they maybe what they shot like, maybe they filmed two or three episodes worth of wedding-type hangouts, deciding if we're going to move or not, and then ABC was like, we need a, a clip show in there. Because the the previous episode, which just him driving mm. the boys to school, is very much a thing that—I mean, as we said on the episode, they— could have shot that in an hour with Tim yeah. and uh, and the boys. But, like, because, the, like, Harry and... Do- oh, my God, Harry and Dolores are here. Jill going over to say hi to them. They didn't have them come to set, and they didn't shoot them unless... There was probably more to all of this. There was probably more to the characters and what they were doing. Maybe there was, like, something resembling a proper send-off for mm. Marty and Harry and Dolores, and even, even Benny. Like... <laughs> that all could have been there but maybe they just had to chop they they thought they were going to have 44 minutes to do it instead of 22 and so they had to chop it down because it in addition maybe. to feeling rushed it feels disjointed and weird like yeah. you know the hot rod scene later and things like that which we'll get to it, yeah
1: i i get those same feelings hmm okay well mm. it's hmm. it's just i don't know it, 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 the more I, more time I spend with it, the less satisfying it is, and I just kind of <laughs> acknowledge returns. that, but also don't really, I don't know, I'm kind of disappointed. Maybe, maybe if you watch it four and a half
0: times, it'll start <laughs> four to turn things times. around. Yeah, that, that's okay. that's the magic number. The not, rule not of four and a half. Not another half time
1: half. to make it up into a whole number.
0: No, 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 Not no, this is not a half time show.
1: <laughs> I've got to watch uh, two thirds of it, and then add yeah. that to the three and a half that I've watched.
0: Yeah, 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 or, or maybe, or maybe like, yeah, maybe like two sevenths of it. That might be the, the proper, <laughs> the proper amount. I don't, I, Up I didn't to
1: one commercial break.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, yeah. So I don't know what what, what else is there. He's ta- they're taking bets. He's talking to him. Is there more from this first little little two sevenths of the yeah. wedding scene?
1: It's a good question. Uh, let's see. We get Benny. We get the betting. Oh, um, oh, wait. I yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I got a bit.
0: I got a bit. Okay. So this wedding arch, right? Like the the, the yeah. bit starts with Jill walking up and Tim is holding a power drill. He's finished the you know, he's put the finishing touches on the wedding arch that he built for uh the the altar for the wedding. Um I don't know, could have been cool to see Tim building that. I mean, like his final construction project one that he's doing for Al. Maybe Al has specific ideas about what he wants the arch to be. Yeah, Tim being worried that he's gonna fuck this up at, at, for the most crucial thing. Like, I, I again sounds like an y- episode. Yeah, it sounds sounds like an episode again. Like, why wasn't the whole season just the lead up to the wedding? I ask you. Like, that, uh, and again, uh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot. They had a lot to cover. Maybe this wasn't the most crucial thing, but I, that is, that is more dramatically interesting to me than, than well, watching them all dance to burning down the house.
1: If you do it early on, you know, you, you see him build the altar in like episode one or two. And then, you know, by episode seven, the altar is getting into trouble by throwing glass, you know, bricks at glasses. Uh, mm, And bricks then, and glasses. Uh, yeah. Oh, b- I see. Yes. Glass yeah. houses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you go, you know, by episode 13 or 14 the altar is falling in love with willow and Mm -hmm. by episode Mm -hmm. you know 20 or so it's uh you know learning how to drive for the first time yeah like the like and at one point heidi walks past the altar and the altar's like oh heidi oh you're so pretty (laughs) uh we still have that line to come to just (laughs) yeah i know let's let's go inside because i have a lot to talk about uh when it comes to morgan wandel
0: Yes, he's Morgan Wandel. Um, <laughs> uh, so we go inside where Jill is. Uh, Jill is just kind of trying to, you know, keep on keep on top of everything that's going on. Uh, you know, she's she's grabbing something from the. From the drawers, and there's caterers coming in with food and cakes and everything, and uh, Morgan Wandell comes in with a big gift basket, and he introduces himself, explains that he is the uh, VP of media production at Binford, so that that resolves something we were asking about previously, like, he's VP? Is he VP of the whole company? No, just VP of media production.
1: Okay, uh, yeah, which is what I asked, I think, at the beginning of this episode, uh, asking yes. if he was VP of, of production, I guess, or VP of
0: <sighs> programming. And, you know, interesting, Landon, that you didn't remember that, given that that when we started recording the podcast about this episode, you had watched it three times, and you didn't remember <laughs> this tidbit from the episode. I'm not here to criticize. I'm all just right, saying that's right. interesting. I'm just asking questions.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got so, no
0: answers for you. Um, but he yeah, comes in with... Point. He gives in, comes in with a gift basket, explains who he is, explains that they are trying to get Tim to come back and that, that he they offered him executive
1: producer and a lot more money to keep doing tool time, but he said no, something about Indiana. And, okay, so the implication, as Jill even outright says here, is he's trying to lay a guilt trip on uh, uh Jill to get her to, you know, have Tim reconsider the offer that's on the table from Binford.
0: Yeah, saying, like, it's such a great opportunity. I I know you wouldn't want to stand in the way of that or there's something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And Jill forces him out the door here, you know, with his basket. uh, Like, I'm not – how dare you make me think that? Get out of here. Um, Yeah. And she gets this kind of, like, forlorn look on her face, like, oh, my God, Tim would do that for me? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which we hold on for a very long time. Like, she pushes him out the door and just stands there for several seconds, like, thinking about all this.
1: Yeah. Now, shoving him out the... Okay. (laughs) For a villain that was introduced, what, five episodes ago? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe?
0: Yeah, Uh, I think five is about the magic number. I think he shows up two episodes before this three-parter.
1: Yeah, okay, great. So, uh, do you feel like this is the... Come up, and we deserve to see for this guy. Well, he he does
0: he does say like I'm gonna he's, he does say he's gonna lose his job if they can't get Tim back. Yeah. Um, it's not even Tim doing it though, and, and that the biggest thing is just it just ends with him wailing, "I'm Morgan wandell I'm Morgan wandell It's like, well, that was never <laughs> really his thing, like being in love with saying his name before yeah. before now. No, it's really not. It's really not a satisfying comeuppance for this kind of super villain type. But then again, he was never really like. He never really seemed like a match for Tim because Tim gets his goat yeah. constantly, all the time, in every episode, and Morgan just kind of doesn't react to it.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know. There's something about this character who's so kind of weaselly, uh, and young that I, I would have loved to have seen like. Oh god this is just turning into what we wish things were you know mm-hmm. just accept what's well, But but we do, we do that all the time though. We do do all that time and I want to change my my tune for the next show but I'll 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 dwell on it right now. I I wanted to see like tim needing to to talk to him about the the last episode or something and yeah. like the whole whole time morgan is you know commanding respect you will respect my decisions i run this company now blah 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 tim has to go talk to him maybe he comes around he's like okay if we're gonna do this let's do this right and make amends and like goes tries to go find him and like morgan Wandell is still in his you know parents basement or something yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Like, that his life is actually really pathetic, and that he, yeah. and and I guess VP of media production isn't even, like, a, a very well-paid job that he still has to, you know, live at
1: home. Yeah, exactly. You know, just to kind of, like, see this guy for who he really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't really get that, and that's... no, Yeah, yeah so... I, but I, I, it's frustrating, because I kind of started to like him as a villain and would have loved to have seen that built out a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. Like I
0: also for how much he wanted like tool time to do staged explosions and tra- like or or he wanted tool time to do trashy stuff. Like I kind of wanted to see something trashy happen to him, like to get his yeah. st- either I wanted to see him explode or I wanted to like, you know, or like a bunch of a bunch of like people are are fighting Jerry Springer style and then he gets his ass kicked by a bunch of angry <laughs> wives or something. Like that would be cool.
1: Yeah, that's that's the uh in the the episode long blooper reel they just uh <laughs> they have the uh participants of the the talk show coming down from the audience and they cut to just that uh dark man clip of him exploding <laughs> out of the bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be great that would that would be really good it's it's weird it's really
0: weird how many how many things were set up that just didn't get resolved get, like because Morgan and the changes at Tool Time were being set up even before this this three parter began, a- and 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 that it comes to this resolution of just kind of like, oh J.K. We now we want Tim back and we want to give him more money. You know all of the stuff with with uh, uh, Marty's family life be- and he uh, you know the the divorce and the daughters and everything like that. And then it's just like his daughters don't even appear to be at the wedding. These two girls who lived in Tim's house for a while. Uh, this season. Like all of, all of these plates that have been spinning and are just kind of allowed to, to spin off into oblivion.
1: Yeah. Well, I was, I, my, my video moved on to the next scene with Brad and I do see a, a girl behind Brad that kind of looks like one of the twins, but she's sitting with uh, someone else who is definitely not her twin. So, uh, for a second there, I'm like, oh, maybe they did bring the twins because I did see Marty depressed sitting by himself at the end of an aisle <laughs> in the previous <laughs> scene. <laughs> there's a lot of um, there,
0: there's a lot of mystery children at this wedding. Who <laughs> there I don't are re- like because the the Taylors don't seem to have a lot of other like friends who have kids. When you think about it, they mainly hang yeah. out with Al and Wilson, and yeah. so. And you know Benny doesn't have kids. Like I, Tim's other siblings besides Marty don't seem to have kids. Yeah, well, so, it's Trudy's where, side of the family. Well, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, I guess the, I guess that's all Trudy's side, sure. But um, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. There's just a, a, an awful lot of children around to the point that I'm thinking, like, how yeah. many of the how many of the
1: actors like just finagled to get their kids in the last episode? Probably that, yeah. I and a, a choice that was made in a. a Later scene when they're all giving a toast and Al's giving his speech and whatnot, where uh they decided to foreground a table of children. Yes, yeah. And a I'm like, table. why would you, in the final episode of Home Improvement, put the most scene-stealing, distracting thing, covering sixty percent of the frame, and put Al giving his speech in like the background? And, and and
0: this isn't just us being a couple of child-free grumps for like why are there kids? It's just like that. It seems like the the point of the scene in this case is not the kids. The point of the scene is Al on the
1: happiest moment of his life. Yeah, but it's not. It's on kids. No, nope, it's on kids. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you think? Um. What kind of cheeses do you think were in the gift basket? Because he brought a, uh, a cheese gift basket.
0: You know, I think probably, uh, well, oh, listen, uh, probably all of them are Saginaw cheeses, but it's probably a uh, <laughs> smoked Gouda or something like that.
1: Oh, shit. Uh, this is something that was sent to Binford from Saginaw cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's like a re-gift. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Even when even when they're trying to get Tim back, they can't do it
0: uh, in an authentic way. They have to do it with uh, just just old shit they found. Like maybe, like maybe Binford just like there. Maybe the reason that Bud left is because it turns out the whole company was a Ponzi scheme. Like the, the the walls are like maybe they want Tim back. Like Morgan wants Tim back so badly so he can like stick him with all of the receipts and everything and skip town so Tim will take the fall for
1: uh, Binford being a huge scam. Maybe, maybe, Uh, and now it's all gonna get pinned on Morgan Wandel. Yes, we we didn't get our American Graffiti post movie title card here, giving us what happened to Morgan after you know 15 years after this. Uh, But yeah, he probably went went to work on Wall Street and, (laughs) or maybe one of the Enron guys.
0: I, I mean I mean look I I said this when he first met Morgan he feels a lot more like a Paul Verhoeven villain so I yeah. feel like 15 years after this he either got like sucked out into Mars and had his eyes go all <laughs> bugged out or he got shot like a million times by you know Ed 209 or he got like thrown out <laughs> a window uh, you know of a future skyscraper or he got mm, eaten by a giant bug you know or. Um, uh, or one of the girls from Showgirls uh, punched him or something like that. A I don't stiletto know. Stiletto in the Eye. Yeah, Stiletto in the Eye. Okay. Exactly. Wait, wait, the from, eye. From, there you go. From... Well, a Stiletto in the Eye, which happens in Barb Wire, starring Pamela Anderson. Full circle, everybody. <laughs> so do we want to head back outside to the wedding?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no. I got one more. Uh, I got a oh. piece of trivia for you about Morgan Wandel. Oh, Wandel trivia. My favorite this kind. This is a, a little bit of alternate history casting for you. Okay. Uh, th- a, a specific actor uh actor's agent was really pushing for them to take this three part role in the finale of, of home improvement. Yeah. Uh, but they declined to on the off chance that this other script which he really liked, uh, would become popular. Okay. Uh, even though in that script he would have to fuck a pie.
0: Oh dear. <laughs> Wait, you're telling you're telling me that that uh, Jason Biggs? Yeah. Could have been Morgan Wandel. Yeah, he probably made the right choice to do the American Pie movie instead of this. I mean, uh, I mean, I agreed. think that that is that's been a little more iconic and and carries a little more weight in our culture than the three part finale to Home Improvement.
1: Yeah, agreed. Uh, but how do you how do you think he'd stack up as a Morgan Wandel? I th- I mean I think he'd be.
0: I think he'd probably bring more to the part, honestly. Hmm. I think he'd bring a more interesting performance. I don't want to take anything away from the guy playing Morgan Wendell, but, like, just knowing, knowing the vibe that he had and, and like, that kind of, like uh, uh, uh to- toadyish kind of ang- you know angsty nerdy uh you know anxious type uh I-, I could i think that i think that that performance would be more entertaining i think he would be i think <clears throat> he would do a more entertaining rendition of the part but then again knowing knowing how little the character has to do and knowing that his comeuppance is being uh told that he's not invited to al's wedding yeah. maybe it's maybe it wouldn't have maybe he wouldn't have been able to spread his wings as far as
1: i wanted him to <laughs> I my ideal Morgan Wandell is Danny Zorn but I just want him to be doing about 100% more of everything he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. 100% like, Zor
0: of what he's doing. Yeah.
1: Really really lean into the sliminess, the the youngness of it, the kind of unearned ignorance I think is what I said before. Like I I want just I want him to ooze off the screen and it, he, um, I think Danny Zorn's the right one. Right person for that, but uh, it just feels a little conservative.
0: You 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 want him to be more like Ellis in Die Hard, you know the the guy who the <laughs> guy who gets you know, who, the, the 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 hostage who's such a slime ball who's like doing yes. cocaine at the start yeah. and he's like tell him about the watch, show him yes. the watch. I, like he, that's exactly who I want him to be. You you want him to be trying to like kind of romance Jill a little bit, like yeah yeah. I I I, I, can't, I, I can't blame you. That would be really good. Like I don't know. Why? Just, Let's bring back Sam McMurray. Yeah. Basically that. <laughs> or for, well, actually, why don't we get, uh, why don't we get Tom Wopat back in, in this? Come on. <laughs> talk about people trying to, trying to, uh, to romance Jill. We should, but, all but of the suitors.
1: <laughs> not- we we time machine current Tom Opat into the role not not dreamy Tom Opat from this season or last season. Hi, howdy, ma'am. I heard there's some pratlers in attendance of this wedding. I gotta just keep an eye on things. Oops, sorry about my shirt. Didn't realize it was buttoned that far up to my navel. Let me just do one more. I I, I I'm sorry. I know that I I'm not supposed to wear flannel to the
0: wedding when the groom's wearing it too. But this is all I had. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, oh, is there an open bar at this? Because I was hoping for a tasty <laughs> glass of Sprite. I want a Sprite, not an herbal bourbon. Herbal <laughs>
1: bourbon. Uh, I can't top that. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, <laughs> what if Mario Andretti was cast in it? But you can't top. <laughs> County Line, Tom Wopat. I, I mean, I mean, listen, you can, you can, you can top it if uh, Tom Wopat is
0: out there dancing around with a steering wheel to to <laughs> burning down the house. <laughs> more, more physical activity if he, uh, if he was prancing around with a steering wheel in that moment than in any of the three County Line movies. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh dear lord! Oh, we've watched some films. Okay, we
1: have, and we have some ahead of us. Um, oh boy, we this, County
0: Line four, even less fear.
1: <laughs> let's go back outside. Um... where Brad is hitting on Heidi. Tell me what happens.
0: Okay. First thing that happens in the very uh, early establishing shot of this at the very far left of the frame behind some random kid sitting next to Heidi. You can just see the edge of Harry's face. Harry is there in the background, just doing nothing. He was on set for this. Good for him. Um, (laughs) Just sitting there. So Brad sits down behind Heidi uh, and asks where her husband is. She says that he's away on assignment. And Brad says, if you were my wife, I wouldn't leave you alone. And she says, well, you're not my husband and you still won't leave me alone. Um, where is Scott? <laughs> Scott's on assignment. What kind of assignment? He works at the tv station what assignment <laughs> is he on he, he's a field reporter isn't he a cameraman uh okay okay yeah sure he's a cameraman i hope this cameraman is keeping it in his binford pants uh, <laughs> I, I, so you definitely don't forgive and forget i don't forget i mean i don't forgive and forget him no i don't i yeah you know I, I i don't i'm sorry you know what i mean obviously it's not my business it's in heidi's relationship i just i just i want the best for heidi i think she's poorly served in a lot of cases and also it's like yeah. you you do as you lose dude heidi's the whole package and you're you're off uh, yeah no no i'm sorry i so I, I don't know what what's what's he really doing is yeah you know he's probably off working for He's off working for Morgan Wandell. He's off filming topless cops on ice. And then afterwards he's like he's like visiting the topless cops in their dressing rooms and going like, Oh, do you want to search me? I think I've got a baggie full of weeds somewhere in here. Jesus Christ. I I, I oh oh am I being too mean to the philandering uh one off character on, on home improvement? No. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're not. But I mean, you're defending Heidi's honor quite a bit. Would you change If you were in Brad's shoes, would you change your approach? (laughs) If I were in Brad's shoes, I mean, look,
0: also, yeah, if I was in, yeah, if I was in Brad's shoes, like, leaving alone, like, like, just setting aside the fact that I would like to think that I would not be a 17-year-old, (laughs) 18-year-old Continually trying to like score a date with a married woman. With Also, she has, you know, she has a kid, Brad. You know, she has a kid. She's got another one on the way. Maybe you don't know that. You think you're going to just be the daddy? Is that what you think, Brad? You think you're the daddy? <laughs> you think you're just going to come in and raise this kid? You're going to go off to UCLA and be sending money back? No, fuck you, Brad. Kids. I would think, <laughs> plural, yeah. But okay, so no, but if I were Brad though, if, so t- leaving all that aside, if I were yeah. hitting on Heidi, My line wouldn't be, if you were my wife, I wouldn't leave you alone. Uh, is that what women want? It's like, I want to marry a guy who's just always there, always looking at me. I don't want a moment's peace. Never, never a second alone with my thoughts. I want there to be a man (laughs) drooling over me and pawing at me
1: every moment of my life till death do us part. Nah, nah, dog. I, I hate to even like be nonchalant about acknowledging like, okay, Heidi Sendoff is I'm pregnant. And <laughs> we, we acknowledged it pretty hard last week. that That's all she gets is, is saying I'm pregnant and then warding off cat in this scene. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I hate to say it. It kind of sums up what this show has really given her. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> she's been with us since season three, the beginning of season. That's five fucking seasons. And how yeah. do we not know more about her character? Uh, Sorry, fi- I'm getting back into my Heidi rage. <laughs> well, yeah, you're <laughs> Heidi rage. And I want to make something clear. Having listened to last week's episode,
0: we really go off on this thing that, oh, she announced she's pregnant, we're mad about that. It, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, he- Heidi being pregnant and, like, growing her family and doing more stuff. It's that that's all she's given. It would be one thing <laughs> if it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm pregnant again, but also I'm going to do this for my new job afterwards. Or like, oh, Scott and I are doing this thing or that thing. It's th- literally the only... The thing that they've given for this major character on the show is she's pregnant, but don't worry, folks. She's still a sex object to at least that's it. Yeah, at least one person.
1: That's that's the grossness. So I don't know. Yeah, Uh, I just want to. Yeah, I
0: just just just, want to make clear. It's not it's not the pregnancy that makes us mad. It's the fact that that is all she has. (laughs)
1: I, I hope we were pretty clear about that when we went through it. but well, you know, um, it,
0: I think it was clear in our heads, but listening to it, it was I was a little bit like, oh, man, it sounds like we're just really mad at the concept that a woman in a happy relationship would ha- continue
1: to have children. So we should, we should make right. clear that's fine if that's your bag. If, if someone's being introduced to that as our first episode and doesn't have the first seven years of grunt work to go through to kind of get the, the shortcut. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see where maybe a little clarification might be necessary yeah yeah um, um yeah so uh but one thing we can kind of take from this is apparently well okay i'm mean, gonna post something here brad has a type he, he's into he, to, he's into be- beautiful women with large yeah. breasts that oh man well, what a what a crazy fetish he's got going to frame it like that i was gonna say he he's he's a little older than himself oh yes okay but yeah, he, but then my question my that was what I was gonna start with but then I immediately started to think well was he with uh, Ashley who the fuck was uh, yeah uh, the
0: college the
1: college lady yeah. who he was the, I do not remember uh, for I cannot a second. remember her name uh, I yeah. know it was Maggie Lawson but I can't remember her character name yeah. anyway did he was he attracted to her because of uh, trying to find a replacement for Heidi Mm-mm. I mean. I listen,
0: based on my observations of Brad, Brad is, is attracted to women because he because women, you know, it's <laughs> because like because women. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because women, you know, yeah, you, you know how they're you know, that that Beastie Boys song, Girls, that's just in his head the whole time. Just that's that's mm-hmm. his entire inner monologue. <laughs> um, I what I what I would have liked to see here is is like Heidi somehow doing something that makes her utterly repulsive to him. You know, like Heidi being so fed up with it and this having been going on so long that she just like I don't know, like turns around and picks her nose and eats it or something like that. Just like just like you, you know what, you little you little brat, here you here you go. Are you gonna are you still are you still horned up for me now? Like I, I would that would be the the resolution I would like. Is her just Yeah making him making him profoundly
1: uncomfortable (laughs) uh it's it's the end he deserves but you know what is that or do we no we go into the the garage scene comes after this okay so yeah that wasn't a wrap on brad yet
0: no that wasn't a wrap on brad although the wrap on brad that we get is
1: is equally unsatisfying yeah true um okay so that that occurs between the two of them and then the the ceremony proceeds what goes on with that
0: Yes, so uh, the ceremony the ceremony kicks off, and uh, Al and his brother Cal are the first ones up the aisle. They walk up there and, and and stand up there, and and Brad makes a great joke to Tim about how they make a lovely couple. And, uh, uh,
1: but so it's it's Al and Cal uh, <laughs> the, up there. The, the joke was, uh, it's it's funny how after a long period of time, how couples can start to look like each other, which is slightly funnier. Slightly funnier. And I, I do, I, I I, guess I'll point, I guess I'll say it now since we're
0: slow jamming in general. So, okay, the, the story with Cal Borland, the guy playing Cal, is that basically he just sent in a picture to Home Improvement kind of early on being like, hey, don't I look a lot like Richard Karn? And they all thought it was so funny that they then had him come in playing Al's brother in a one-off bit on Tool Time, and then they just kept... Bringing him back, you know, he's there. He's there when they they need to fix the board game that, that that's broken, and he's there for you know, obviously for the funeral. Like he's he's there for I think the first wedding. All, like he keeps coming back. Pretty cool for that guy who's just a normal <laughs> dude living his life. Who yeah. one time sent a picture to Hollywood saying, "Hey, I kind of look like Al Borland." Isn't that funny? Like he got a lot of appearances out of this. He got lines in the episode. He's in the series yeah. finale.
1: I, Let me see. I, I'm gonna I don't have we ever done a deep dive on Keith Lehman? Um, I, I'm sure
0: I'm sure we did, but we did it like when, you know, we did it sitting in your old apartment in like twenty eighteen, so it's it's been a minute.
1: Okay. Two credits. So he did five episodes of home improvement. Yeah. Um so this is his fifth appearance. Uh but he has so which is nineteen ninety nine, if yeah. you know we weren't clear, that's when this ends. Yeah. He has one more credit in two thousand five. So, he decides after six years of his acting career not to going anywhere, uh, I'm going to do this thing in 2005 called Bobby Speaking.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, It's a science fiction movie that's an hour and four minutes long. Good length. Uh, (laughs) Shorter than most episodes of our podcast. He plays a character called Pistol Pete. Hmm. Uh, There's nobody in it it's probably a uh you know it's probably one of those like um local ki- a kid you know pre-college post-high school is making a, a film over the summer in his small town yeah and yeah there's been there's one guy who was on tv once yeah maybe we can get him
0: <laughs> yeah he he was there he was their top build uh actor he was he was the he's the tom cruise of their movie his, his name is above
1: the the title of the film yeah <laughs> I, I got to read this real quick. Uh, this is the synopsis for Bobby speaking on IMDb. Okay. Everyone will want to climb on board Bobby's ride. Why, this could be the start of another cult following. Bobby, a young child tra- trapped in a man's body, as he experiences life, he comes upon a unique invention. Although this leads him to new adventures, it also brings back past memories which Bobby must deal with. Hmm. Okay, Uh, I mean, I feel like I I feel like I've seen that in film production classes. uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, wait, wait, you've
0: seen you've seen that concept, or you've seen little boys trapped in a man's body in film production, (laughs) because there's a lot of both.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that that like conceit for like how am I going to grapple with my personal trauma through a movie, uh, when it's like tackling you know, drama that's way too complex for a first-time filmmaker.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've definitely read those scripts uh, when uh, they've been submitted for for competitions.
1: Which I feel like a bully right now, and I, I don't mean to be. Like, I, I love the fact that anyone can go out there and start making stuff, and this guy made a four one-hour an an hour, one hour and four-minute film, uh, and I can't say that, so.
0: Starring one of the main actors from five episodes of Home Improvement, which is pretty big. Also
1: something I can't say. Yeah, no, that's very true. Go support Bobby's ride.
0: Yes, or, or at least support the guy who plays Cal Borland. Um, so <laughs> Cal and Al are, are up there. What would you say? What's his name? Uh, his name is uh, Shplurpo, uh Glickenstein. Uh, I think, as we all know,
1: Splurpo <laughs> Glickenstein. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> make sure we're all on the same page.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. I, I, you know, obviously, I listen when you talk, and I, I'm very good at remembering names. So. Uh Al and Cal are up there and then uh Trudy uh comes in uh, up the aisle with her uh bridesmaid, who I'm assuming
1: is her sister, I'm not sure. Uh it's never said. I mean we get we get zero information about Trudy in this, this episode. Yeah, yeah. That's uh,
0: that is that is really although we never really the most information that we ever get about Trudy is really in her first one off goofer appearance yeah. where she's just the the lady with a
1: rat. Um, well, I a, guess a little bit in the Ferrari episode.
0: No, actually, no. The most we get is the Ferrari episode, where we where we get this info dump that she's incredibly rich, and uh, yeah, I mean that's basically it. We get we learn that she's incredibly rich, and, and because her like one of her grandfathers like ran over a Rockefeller or got run over by a Rockefeller <laughs> and and got a huge settlement. But yeah, yeah the
1: the fact is the thing. <clears> yeah, <throat> yeah, I. I this is where I'm like, I, I would have loved to see more development of these side characters. Because that is such a weird backstory. Yes. A, a character that is so rich that they can spend their leisure time developing a persona and yes. training a rat to go yes. impress a guy on a TV. So, like, once she's successfully done that, what's her next weird-ass scheme going to be? Yeah
0: one of the taylor's friends and like close personal acquaintances is unfathomably wealthy <laughs> and and nothing <laughs> is made of that the rest of the
1: show she's kind of just treated as just like a person who they know i mean i i kind of i mean it's almost a precursor but i would have loved to have seen the character developed like uh um god i can't remember the name but that character on 30 rock that was uh super rich and kind of was in charge of the company to a degree uh well, I mean, well, not not Jack Donaghy played by Arnold no, no. Baldwin. He
0: would have to report to her. He would be like hiding behind lampshades oh, and shit. Oh, right, Yes, no, that's uh, that's uh Kathy Geis. Yes, the daughter yes. of Don Geis, the original head of NBC, who is yeah, yeah. who's portrayed who never speaks and is and and loves like My Little Pony and has pictures of Mark Wahlberg all over her <laughs> executive office and send a company-wide email with a picture of a cat wearing a, a cupcake on its head or that's something. That's right.
1: Yes. Yeah. Just I'd, like rich and weird. I I would have loved to see that character developed a little bit more.
0: I, I yeah and cuz I would have loved to have seen Al getting wrapped up in whatever her weird eccentric things <laughs> are too. It's like you know I, like, I, you know, Al has to miss tool time because, oh, we need to, I need to, to go out to the, you know, fly out. she just bought a private island on a whim and I have to, you know, go out there and, uh, you know, uh, make sure that all of the electrical fixtures are working or something <laughs> right. like that.
1: We have to go demonkey the island before it yeah. can be inhabited. Uh. And Tim's like, monkey island? I know a thing or two about
0: that. And and, and Al is like, no, 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 Tim, we're actually going to bring Jill because she knows way more about killing monkeys than you do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're totally right. Like exploring all of her other weird eccentricities could have been. Yeah, we really, we really are underserved by not getting more of Trudy and what her whole deal is.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh well. Well. Yeah. No. Oh well. The last episode, what do we, what do we get? Uh, we get that she evidently has a sister or something, and that she loves Al and wants to marry him. Um, but it so. Does and does and does spoiler alert they go through with it and Benny and and Marty lose money uh but so uh Wilson is the officiant of the wedding and you know I think we can all agree only huge weirdo loser nerds ever officiate weddings uh <laughs> uh you know I'm not I'm not just being mean to Landon because I too have officiated weddings uh but so He's he more than I have Okay, but so far, so far, there's still there's so still far, time. So yeah. far, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'm, only, and, and wh- I'm
1: only I'm only uh, a, an officiant in Los Angeles. Now, Okay, and 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 listen,
0: mine. I mean, I don't know I, the the two the two that I officiated. If one of them gets divorced, then we're we're back down to you know then back oh. down to parody. That's how that works. That's how that works. But so Wilson's officiating. He is holding up the Bible to block his face. Um, you know, he uh, talks about how it's a joyous and deeply moving occasion, etc. Uh, and throughout him officiating, there's just kind of little cutaway bits to uh, Tim and Jill, or like, uh, just little little jokes and bits. Like, yeah. you know, Tim is saying, are you going to cry through this wedding just like you cried through ours to Jill? And, and Jill goes, yes, but this time it's because I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Then we go, we, you know, we, we kind of cross dissolve to them doing their vows and uh, Trudy talking about how she's looking forward to marrying him and one day hearing the pitter-patter of little Borland feet. And, you know, uh, then cut away back to Tim going, do they make a steel-toed work booty? So, yeah, so then Al gives his vows. You know, he, he does his vows for Trudy. Also, I love that they cut they cut out half of, like, they cut most of Trudy's vows to Al so yeah. it's like even even one more one more window into this woman's soul that we just lose out on. Yeah. But so he says he says to her that uh you know what more could a man ask for than to be with a magnificent woman like you and you know he calls her his rock and his soulmate and his partner and he says uh that uh yeah you know, he, he, I'm so I'm sorry I'm 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 reading along with the subtitles on the thing which is not the way it was meant to be done. He <laughs> He's just narrating. I'm narrating the show. This is the last one, man. It doesn't matter. (laughs) This this is what I was trying to get to. This is what I was trying to get to. He says to (laughs) her, he says to her, come my sweet princess and we shall walk hand in hand. And then we cut to Tim going into the Twilight Zone. Ooh,
1: And it's like, (sighs) what? Yeah, that didn't make it. So my comment on all these little cutaway jokes is... They these should uh, well oh, fuck I don't know I I don't want to keep batting the same horse batting batting the horse yeah yeah, on, bat, yeah
0: bat that horse yeah, dude we got seven seven minutes got... and eighteen seconds of of home improvement left bat the horse now
1: <laughs> I I just oh my god my my grunt work juices have just like dissipated okay. I, look look bat, batting
0: the horse too much will dissipate your grunt work juices so you, you need to be <laughs> careful about that. Make her
1: palms get hairy it's right and right there on the tube. How come I didn't see that? Um <laughs> the, the All Okay, so I don't wanna keep like degrading this episode and, and how they ended it, like I at some point just need to accept this is what we're fucking dealing with. But like these jokes aren't even really funny. And it's not it's not working because like this doesn't feel like such a heavy moment that I need levity. And yeah. so your attempts at levity just feel like bad jokes and yeah. unfunny jokes. Yeah, like there's a point when Al gives her the the Toolman salute and pokes her in the eye accidentally. I'm like, yeah, it's this f- like 1970 this sort of humor. I don't know. It just feels I... hokey and and that... out of character for the show
0: that felt more on brand for al who as we remember shoved morgan fairchild to the ground in a, in a in a, in oh, well, a fit of excitement and, and like <laughs> and and al is saying like you know i i i you know want you to be my my partner throughout this everlasting journey we call and then he like reaches into his pocket pulls out his notes checks his notes and goes life like like the bits like that with al are are funny like even if they're corny and hokey can... it's like al is corny and hokey
1: he is, but I think there's a funnier version of it. Like, instead of Toolman saluting her in the eyeball, I would love to see what we've seen a hundred times of him getting overly excited and like, you know, doing a doing a little pummel at her stomach or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just so excited to marry oh, you! I
0: can't wait to marry you! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would okay. That would be well, and and so then another another home. Impro- I mean, look, this is all true to form for Home Improvement, though. Of like. Of, of like kind of a, a big a big moment being undercut by sort of weak and yeah. seemingly out of place forced jokes, and yeah. also true to form, there is one guy in the audience who is really into this. Like th- it starts when we first see <laughs> Wilson. In the visible audience
1: or the audible audience? The
0: audible audience. Okay. Because there okay. is. There's one, yeah, studio audience for the TV series Home Improvement on on ABC. Uh, There (laughs) is a when we first see Wilson officiating, there is you know reaction from the crowd. There's kind of a laugh, but there's one guy who just goes like, "Woo!" You're like, "Yeah!" Like just just the sight of Wilson officiating that guy. Yeah, that that guy, that over enthusiastic guy. But just the sight of of Wilson officiating a wedding, it's like that's not that impressive. Didn't he? wasn't he going to officiate Al's last wedding? And also he did the funeral and also it's Wilson. He's always
1: doing shit like this. This, that was going to be my next note is, uh, we we're rehashing a Wilson bit within two episodes. So, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to pitch this to you. We get a different officiant. Maybe it's someone, maybe it's Heidi.
0: Yeah. You know, does
1: everybody know what time it is? Wedding time. Wedding time. That would be cool. (laughs) I'd like that. Uh, and then we get Wilson in the back of the crowd doing DJ work. Oh, that would be Put good. Him that, in that would daft, be good. Dad punk helmet or something. <laughs> <laughs> that I, that's great. keeps keep,
0: keeps it the bit keeps the face covered.
1: Yeah, um, and shows us doing something he's never done before. Yeah.
0: Ex- well, neighbor, I have been around the world. And speaking of that, here's another track. <laughs> um, well, it's so then then. But back back to the laughing man, just briefly. When Tim says the bit about, you know, walk hand in hand and Tim goes directly into the Twilight Zone, that guy in the audience
1: goes, ha, 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 like, just. Oh, my God. I think I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. That wait, is, the way is, you just laughed right now reminded me of someone I used to know. Okay.
0: <laughs> Are you sure it's not not me when I uh, laugh purposefully to give us an edit point after I don't no, get one of your that's, jokes? That's ha! a That's a single unenthusiastic, ha, ha uh yeah this guy was nothing if not enthusiastic i mean you should you should ask that guy that you know if uh if he was in the studio audience for the last home improvement episode because he was giving his all to these very weak bits (laughs) i'm good okay well fine then don't ask him the world will never know um so yeah i i don't know so that that that's going on
1: uh i mean they they finally say their vows at the twilight zone. They walk off and the, the money's exchanging hands. I mean, do you have anything? There's a lot of betting going on at this wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even more than so. Okay. Here's, here's who's betting. I, I could, I got a, I got a still frame on it. Uh, you've got, uh, I'm sure Marty is there somewhere. He's not framed here, but you've got all three can be construction guys. betting yeah. On this. You've yeah. got, um. Uh, why can't I ever fucking remember his name? Tim's other brother is named. Oh man, uh, I I think that's I I think that's
0: a uh, 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 Glorpex. I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Glurpex right. Taylor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think that's I think that's correct. Uh, he's I don't think he's credited here. Where uh, the f- I, I, oh here, is, uh, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. The character's there you name go. is Jeff. I, I was I okay, was so an inch away from it. Yeah, can be Benny's the bookie. You got Jeff. Mark is in on it. He's passing money back and forth. Yeah. Milt is there with his back to the camera. Um, and I'm seeing if there's anyone that maybe walked away as we push in on them over the heads. Of the y- you crown.
0: know, you know, a little little uh, miffed that we don't get one final. I don't go in for that sort of thing from Milt. <laughs> kind of not okay like you know like the like it could you know he says that maybe earlier when jeff makes you know says the thing about like uh you know i want to get in on that action when they're talking about uh al wearing a uh, a plaid thong and oh, he's like
1: perfect timing yeah yeah, yeah it, it is and
0: and Milk could you know Milt over his, he was like i don't go in for that sort of thing like yeah it'd be funny right you know, one last one i don't know
1: if it'd be funny but it'd be appropriate for you're the right it, would, in the it, show. Would,
0: <laughs> it wouldn't be funny but it would i would feel in some way as though there were, acknowledge- you know what, you know what, this is the thing, fan service is an easy thing to criticize when there's too much of it, there wasn't any fan service, there was too no. little fan service in this, there was not this sense of like, we need to give everyone their send off, we need to give everyone their big last
1: scene, Yeah. It, which, uh, yeah. It, two questions come to mind of that, one are you, are, the first question is, are you suggesting that fan service is a delicate balancing act?
0: I am. I am suggesting that it's like it's like mm. a tightrope uh, uh,
1: act, really. <laughs> uh, and the other is um, d- is fan service more of a modern thing since the show ended. Mm, I mean, I-, I feel like that it's kind of a M- like a, a post MCU world.
0: It's not a post MCU thing. It was definitely around before the the MCU. I mean, I think about. I don't know. I like, I think about the way that. That Thirty Rock ended, for example, which yeah. you know, and and there was they made they just made a point of every character getting their little send off, even even the little one off gag characters, you know, the the reoccurring janitors and homeless people who have who have popped up in a bunch of different episodes to do one line over the years. There's like a shot of all of them together at, at some point doing something, like the, like every. There's just kind of touching on, just an acknowledgement of, hey, we know that you love this character and th- and and that people on the internet were fans of this character. And so we're going to give you a shot of them and they get one line and that's kind of a culminating thing for them to go out on. Maybe it's been a thing that's been more since the internet because show creators now have a direct channel to know which... Yeah characters audiences are responding
1: to because and binge culture people are more likely to know what happened in season three of a season you know, nine season show that they can sure you know keep better track of those things and want to see send offs of those characters but I mean I'm kind of reversing myself in the fan service thing now in that like what what's fan service and what's just like necessary and good television writing <laughs> Well, I mean, I, like it's the there's. Would you call the the end of Cheers fan service? Like mm. even the end of S- Seinfeld feels like we know what we know what fan service would be, and we're gonna do the exact opposite. You know, and and uh, so look, I I don't th-
0: I would not call the ending of say Cheers or Seinfeld fan service. I would call it is you know I, I think those are both excellent endings, and we, because they just focus on like okay, how do we end the story of these characters in a way that is true to them? I also, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that fan service in and of itself is bad. I think that the ending of 30 Rock is beautiful and and it, I get kind of choked up watching it. And like, I think that lots of, and I think that it's, you know, I, I it's just... A fan service ending is one that goes out of its way to visit and touch on one-off characters and little bits and jokes and things from before, whereas Cheers and Seinfeld were just kind of like, this is how these characters' story ends. What's interesting here with Home Improvement is that... The potential for fan service is there because they've gathered together. Yeah. All the K&B guys are there. Uh, Tim's siblings are there. Harry and Dolores are there. They Like, all of these actors are sitting there. Cal is there. They're all there in the backyard. I mean, even the fact that, like, Trudy's sister is there isn't her initial bit... That, like, she's impersonating her sister, Judy, who was the real rat-using
1: electrician. Oh, I don't remember that. that that's... No, Maybe, but I don't that, remember.
0: When, you no, know, when she's on the episode, it's like, I'm actually, you know, she's claiming to be Judy. Actually, Judy's my sister. I'm Trudy. <laughs> so she's, she's engaging in identity theft as well? Yes, I did, when she's way too rich to have to worry about that sort of thing. But... Like, they've got all of the characters together, but they give them no time on screen, no lines, no anything. Yeah. So it's just very interesting that they went to the effort of bringing together all of these bit characters Actually, and then didn't do anything with it. Also, I'm going to revise the Seinfeld finale absolutely has fan service because you'll remember they're in the courtroom on trial and they bring back like all of Jerry's exes. They bring back the soup
1: Nazi. They bring everybody comes in. Yeah, that's the sort of thing where we recognize what fan service is and we're going to do the exact opposite. Like, I don't feel like Home Improvement is intentionally making it dissatisfying Dissatisfying episode and uh, to a degree I don't think Seinfeld did either, but Seinfeld was just explicitly anti-sentiment. that was the the whole point of their show And so by bringing all of those characters back, another show would have brought them back in this kind of sentimental way. Seinfeld was you know of course bringing them back as a kind of like way to condemn uh you know the three main characters, four main characters.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, Kramer does not count as a main character anymore. He got canceled so hard, he's not even on <laughs> Seinfeld. No, I, I think I, I just see. I think that when fan service is bad, it's overly schmaltzy and sentimental. And I think that I, I think it still counts as fan service to bring back all of these old characters, even if they're there to mm. condemn the main characters on the show. Like fans of Seinfeld got what Seinfeld was like it's not a sentimental show they just think it's funny to see the soup Nazi come back or like Babu from Pakistan say oh mm-hmm. Jerry's a very bad man a very very bad man like they just want to see the characters see the bits have a reminder of it enjoy that little yeah. nostalgia hit you know I I, I don't know we, we maybe don't need to go this deep on fan service this could have been <laughs> when else are we gonna do it though i mean well i guess we could have done it on any one of the different uh grunt work nights episodes where we had no idea what to talk about but then we tr- <laughs> we stumble across this very rich vein of pop culture related discussion in the middle of our episode oh I, lord I, I i don't know i i i just i think i think fan service can take many forms i think that fan service can be good i think it can also be bad if you get too uh too sappy with it as yeah uh,
1: yeah i agree yeah okay yeah um well then let's talk about sappiness as we go into our next somewhat sappy scene or is it intended to be i'm not sure we we transition inside into the garage yeah well quickly
0: before we transition inside i do want to say that that wilson says by the power vested in me by the state of michigan and the church of the celestial moon he points up to the sky and alan trudy look up to the sky and we then get a wide shot of the audience uh, at at the wedding and everyone looking up into the sky (laughs)
1: is (laughs) that what prompts the twilight zone line
0: no, I no because the Twilight Zone line is before that. It's just a oh, weird it? okay. bit. It's just a weird little bit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, this whole this whole episode is a weird little bit. As as is our
0: podcast. But they all they all look up. The, also, he says celestial moon. He points to the sky. It's daytime, yo. What are you looking at? Are they all staring into the sun, going <laughs> well, blind maybe, like Trump maybe in the like eclipse? it's like five
1: p.m. And the the or you know five a.m. you know the moon is still out while the sun's starting to rise. A
0: five a.m. wedding. I've I've been to, I was I went to a wedding once that was at eleven a.m. and I was pissed the entire time because that's too early in the day for a wedding. A five a.m. wedding. I would. Oof. I've lost friends over weddings before, but that would really do it.
1: Uh, okay. I, I had a I had a, a ten thirty maybe it was an eleven o'clock wedding recently and. Oh. Uh, uh I loved it. The ceremony well, though was only like twenty minutes long. Maybe not even maybe ten minutes. Look, this. The, the, then we the, were done for the day. The reception was the next day, so it was like I had the rest of my day ahead of me after that wedding.
0: Okay, I, I mean, the, the, with with in my case, a we we flew back, like we were we were getting we had to get off a flight at LAX and go straight to the straight to the wedding venue. So that may have been the first thing. Second thing is just they were trying to get after the ceremony. They're trying to get everybody like dancing and having a good time at the at the reception, and it's like I don't want to like. Get drunk at eleven thirty a.m. Like I have stuff to do today. No, I don't want it. I don't want to do the dance from shout. It's like lunchtime. I can't do the dance. I, I can't do the shout dance this early in the day.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Um... Okay, so. <laughs> We go inside to the garage.
0: Yes, inside to the garage. We we
1: get a, 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 from the bedding pool going on with Benny, all of the the cash in his hands turns into a bouquet, gets thrown into the next scene and bounces off the hot rod door.
0: Yeah. And Jill uh, takes Tim into the garage, tells him to get in the hot rod, and is saying, "I, I know that you turned down a, you know, turned down an opportunity to produce tool time and get a big raise to go to Indiana with me and Tim is telling her well you know I you you've done so much for me this is something that I I want to do for you it's it's important to do this and Jill starts saying you know now I don't I don't want to go to Indiana anymore and I I want to I want to stay here I can't make you miss this opportunity and she's making all these points about why she can't you know she, she doesn't want to leave uh Michigan she doesn't want to leave home and everything like that and is saying hmm. that she can get she can get the job like she could get in Indiana here, and Tim is saying, well, no, but you've got that big opportunity with Dr. Lee. You can't get that here. Um, and then they are joined shortly thereafter by Mark and Brad, who get in the backseat of the Hot Rod, and Tim is—and, and, and Jill, you know, they're saying, wait, are we going to Indiana right now? And Jill says, no, we're not going to Indiana, and Tim says, yes, we are, and then it's—and then it's this back and forth, and it's like, well, maybe we're going.
1: What—what—okay, you synopsizing while you watch in the background is a whole new no no
0: no no no. i I stopped it i I stopped it halfway through and then went from memory i just gave a very (laughs) deep synopsis all
1: right uh what what do you make of this like it's so i it's we started in you know the first part of this three-part finale discussing the like what's the thought behind this job offer and like why, at the last second, are they softballing the decision? I,
0: I, I don't—I I just do not know, and it's the most confounding thing about this episode. Like, it would be one thing if Jill finds out that Morgan wants to give Tim the job back, and Tim says—and and she's conflicted about it. Like, because, look, Tim in this scene saying, you know, you've done so much for me uh, all these years, you've supported me so much, this is my turn to support you. Like, I think that's really— affecting and really heartfelt and I like that a lot and I like seeing that side of Tim and it undercuts that completely that Jill is saying no 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 I don't want to leave I don't want to yeah. go let's not go like and I'm not like obviously this would be a difficult decision for Jill to make and also I think it, it puts you in an awkward position when you know that your partner is making a gigantic sacrifice for you and you're like well I don't want that person to resent me it said like I, I I get that this is just sowing so much uncertainty and there's all this discussion <laughs> and it doesn't contribute to anything. If there was all this yeah. discussion and the end point of this scene with the with the entire Taylor family, you know, Tim and Jill and their two boys, they only ever have had two boys. If the end point of this scene with them all sitting in the hot rod was we're not going to Indiana, okay, fine, whatever. If the end point was no, we're definitely going to Indiana, okay, great. They have this scene where they've gathered the family together in the garage in the hot rod for like their kind of final moment with the four of them together. And we don't get an answer on what's going to happen with them. <laughs> and then that's a wrap on Mark and Brad. It's the last time we see them.
1: It's I, it's the weirdest decision to to do this. Why? Well, I, I get the inclination to want to do it in the hot rod or whatever, but like yeah, this that that, even, that makes sense. This isn't even the hot rod we've watched being built, but... Hashtag not my hot rod. (laughs) Directorally, the hot rod is distancing myself. Like, I'm watching Tim say these things through the fucking windshield. Like, and not even even in a two-shot like we've seen in the past, you know, where they're having an intimate moment in the car. It's like kind of a a three-quarters wide shot so that Tim is framed in the windshield and Jill and the boys are not. And it just is an obstruction to like being at all connected with them in this moment. I I like the concept of what's going on, you know, of in the, the concept of the conflict of Tim saying, no, you, you've done all this for me. It's my turn. Like that's what this show needs as our like final learning moment from Tim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. But we we've had real no real like insight into Jill's side of this opportunity for herself outside of being nervous to talk to um Dr. Hanover about yeah. it. Uh so when she is doubtful like this, I don't know why she's doubtful. Uh you know, they they've kind of already made the decision. I don't know, it just kind of undermines the the power of Tim's series long revelation you know it's like if at the end of Casablanca
0: she's like you know Bogart's saying yeah uh you know maybe not today maybe not tomorrow but someday and you'll regret it for the rest of your life and she's just kind of like yeah I, uh, I don't know but I, I do I want to get on the plane with him or do I don't uh, but I also would love to stay here with you I don't know uh and then and then the movie is just kind of like, the end. Just like <laughs> she doesn't make it, she doesn't get on the plane. She doesn't stay with Humphrey Bogart. She's kind of just standing there on on the runway at the Burbank Airport. Well, that's where they shot it, and 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 that's that. Like it's just no resolution. There's just like, yep, big decision to make. Seems like the start of a beautiful
1: indecision. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, to, I, I won't, I won't go so far as to criticize them having them sitting in the hot rod for this because I think almost every major plot point and emotional moment on this show takes place in a car. This show is about cars. <laughs> the car that's is a character great. on the show. I, I th- 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 that's fine. But th- also, like so many of these scenes, this one and and the scene that comes, uh, I think, uh, a little later, the basically the last scene of the show they don't like it it ultimately just doesn't accomplish anything it's like it's wasted time yeah the 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 the, the question of should we move to indiana or not that's been litigated a couple times now <laughs> uh jill like it, it's you know tim and tim and jill discussing it and tim eventually accepting it there's that episode then there's yeah. then there's jill talking to wilson about it and going back and forth on it and and trying to make the decision like and being indecisive yeah. It's been handled there. We, you keep retreading the same ground. I, I yeah, you know, we have we have five minutes left with these people, and this is how we decided to spend <laughs> forty five seconds
1: of it. Do Do you think it's just like a failed attempt at trying to build suspense through this uncertainty? I I mean, like kind of going up to the last second, will they or won't they move? Maybe, but if so,
0: it's not even like. If so, then then it, that is not carried through properly because the next two scenes then are not are really not front and center are they moving or not like the okay i've not i've not seen this episode but i'm aware of of how it happened the tv show jag you know jag right it's the show your parents watched in the 90s (laughs) we talk about
1: it in character actor corner all the time so the
0: last episode of jag i guess the two main characters from it have finally gotten together but like they're gonna have to like One of them is – because they work for the same JAG outfit, they're going to – like, one of them is going to have to move or, like, step down from their role or something so there's not a conflict of interest in the workplace. And it's like, okay, we're going to flip a coin to see who keeps their job and who finds a new career. And they flip the coin and, like, the the, the, the show ends on, like, the coin flying up and filling the screen. And it's like – it leaves you on that uncertainty. Fine. Okay. That's, like, great. It's an ambiguous thing. It's a fun little bit. The ambiguities—it's a, a choice, but here it's like they sort of just fell into the ambiguity. It doesn't feel like a choice.
1: I... Yeah, no, I <laughs> fell into the ambiguity. Is the name of one of my journals. Yeah, um, I, yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's the name of my uh, slow jam R and B album, Falling in Ambiguity.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, okay. So, I mean, any other final thoughts on like this is this is us talking about Brad. I mean, we're done. We're done talking about Brad and Mark. Yeah, yeah,
0: any other thoughts about the last time we ever see these two boys who we've watched grow from tiny little embryos into men before us? Like the the the, the weirdest thing yeah, is that the last time we see Mark and Brad it's just a four shot a quick one too of just yeah. them sitting in the back of the car there's like some bit with them they they've been i guess they had a bet going on whether they were going to move or not and it's them passing the money back and forth as Tim and Jill waffle on it but
1: like lots of betting in this wedding. What lo- what a lot
0: of betting a lot of time spent on betting and not say saying goodbye to characters we've grown attached <laughs> to it's just it it's it's so wild because the centerpiece of the show in so many regards is the boys and the fact yeah. that you you watch them grow up through the show, and that's a trick that this show was able to pull off and work with so well. I mean, the whole damn show is about parenthood and about boys becoming men, men becoming wolves, etc. And <laughs> I I dancing I, naked I, around the fire. Yeah, yeah, and, and just and that's it. So we go back outside. A a okay, champagne yeah, pouring. So that's
1: We'll we'll give a. a... <laughs> as lackluster a uh, wrap up on them as the show does.
0: Okay, well, you know what? Actually, the backs of their heads are in the beginning of this next scene.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I guess that's
0: true. Yeah, woo, backs of heads. Uh, I don't know what what other wrap up do you have for the boys? Uh, Nothing.
1: Well, I think we'll we'll do them more justice in our our final spectacular shows. So um, yeah, I, I, that's all the the episode gives us. I'm just very like. I almost, I almost feel like Marty gets more of a sign off than they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they get. Well, actually, I don't think. Yeah, Mark and Marty have, I think, the same number of lines in this episode. That's they did. They did. Mark the dirtiest out of anyone on this show. Like at least Brad gets <laughs> to still, gets I to creep still think on Heidi. Heidi's up there. But okay, well, Heidi, uh, hi, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Heidi and Mark run off in the sunset together. Yeah, that would be that would be great, but not not in a
0: gross way. He just is, you know, he's just like her her third son. We start we start (laughs) home improvement over again. And now it's Heidi raising two two little babies. And and Mark is there.
1: Or yeah, uh, he could just be her friend. I mean, there's no need to bring a maternal what? aspect to <laughs> their relationship.
0: Uh, Whoa, hang on! You're telling you're telling me a man and a woman being friends? <laughs> Whoa, okay, <laughs> now I, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> it's wild. And I got
1: a movie for you.
0: <laughs> okay, so. Uh, we, we get out to the, to the reception, I guess, where, uh, Tim is giving a toast to Al and thanking him for all of the good stuff that he's done for him over the years and for saving his life a few times. I'm gonna pause in there.
1: Go for it. Isn't Cal the best man?
0: <laughs> you know, that is interesting. That's a good point. Okay, Cal <laughs> is, is the it best just, man.
1: Is it just like, you want to have this wedding in my backyard? I'm giving the toast.
0: Well, I mean, also, it's not, like, the toast. Like, there's a lot of people giving toasts oh, okay. at weddings. It's, it's like a toast. Th- th- there's, there, there's, like, uh, I've been to weddings where there's just sort of an open season period where it's like, anybody else want to say some really?
1: shit? Yeah? Cool. No. That I, sounds I, awful. Who? It, sorry. <laughs> I, that. No. That, I... that that I would have anxiety 100% of the time at that wedding. I, I went to... No, I went to
0: a wedding where... Uh, the, the, the cra- it, was, it was a wedding between a couple of software engineers, and all the guests were also software engineers. And so they, you know, the best man gives a toast, and the maid of honor gives a toast, and the officiant is like, does anyone else have anything they'd like to say to commemorate this beautiful moment in the happy couple's life? Ooh... Just, 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 and I can't blame any, I shouldn't put it on the fact that they're software engineers. Like, most people, I mean, I think you and I are probably far more public speaking friendly than, than the average person. But like, even I am like, well, I I'd say something, but I don't really know these people super well. (laughs) Uh, And also it's like, I want to give other people who might know them better a chance to talk. Yeah. But also like just most people, it's like the, the average person is not going to be like, Oh, you know what I want to do? I'm going to just jump up and speak extemporaneously in front of a crowd of people. (laughs) Half oh, of which oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, and also, also, it's being videotaped. So, so me fucking this up will live on forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, oh God. I do these monthly uh, uh, virtual info sessions for um, a bunch of organizations here in Wisconsin. And I've been doing them for a little over a year and have learned during the Q&A session to just go, put your questions in the chat, Mm-hmm. I've developed a few questions that I'm going to get a start us started with, and then I ask the speaker, you know, and we have a conversation. And if a question comes up, I'll read it for them. But I can't tell you how many times early on I was just like, all right, going to open it up to questions for our speaker who's here visiting for you. Who has anything to say? Oh, Turn man. your mic on. <laughs> I. God bless you Landon you you are an
0: angel because I've been in so many meetings where that happens and I feel just awful that I don't have a thing and that person's not being asked anything thank you for constructing it in a way where both the guest speaker feels uh, appreciated and the audience doesn't feel like they have to come up with
1: shit. That's why I get paid the big bucks, and by the exactly. big bucks I mean the the I get a buck or, or two a day. But it but it's very it's
0: very large. It's it's you know that you
1: know those it could like, feed a family of four over the entire winter. That's how they, big the buck is.
0: If they like to eat paper, I guess. Oh, you mean like a stag? I got you now. Um, speaking of stags, what happened to Al's stag party? Huh? I mean, we oh saw God, his that's an episode. Free... Yeah, come on, that's an episode. The whole season should have been wedding prep. The whole season. <laughs> we didn't need Tim shooting oh, off man. a goddamn pencil rocket. Uh, okay. Wow, I've really, I've really brought you to my side on that one. I, uh, yeah, I, I've come just yeah. Now that I've seen what else there was to see, I mean, I still, I I, 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 stand by the fact that that was a very interesting bad episode and a fascinating example of a bad episode. But yeah, now I'm mad for for the opportunity oh, wow. cost of
1: it. What um, better way to end grunt work than just spending the two hours? Suggesting things we wish we would have seen instead. You know
0: what? It's like Festivus. The whole thing is just the airing of grievances. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, we did see a Festivus poll a little bit earlier. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wilson is a big celebrator of
0: Festivus. And it's uh, also made of aluminum. Uh, So so, uh, Tim gives his nice little toast to Al about, you know, Whatever. And then uh Al gets up I don't know. It's just it's a pretty anodyne
1: speech. I don't it know. Is, it is.
0: And then Al gets up and, and gives a toast thanking Tim for uh for giving him the job on tool time and that they're always gonna be best friends no matter where they move, and he raises his glass and then he says, uh he <laughs> then like Tim kind of elbows him and then Al just goes, Oh, and, and Trudy, thank you for marrying me which is i very funny. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I just, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss Al. I'm going to miss Richard Carn. Oh, um,
1: I am too. Maybe we can find another
0: movie he's in. Uh, maybe. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, there's at least one,
1: horse girl movie right yeah there's at the least there, there are a couple there are a couple lifetime movies i think yeah he yeah. plays santa claus once oh god damn it that's gonna we be we gotta great. watch the richard karn santa claus movie. we we
0: got we got to do dueling santa clauses now we've seen tim allen do it is, <laughs> is
1: martin short also in the richard karn santa claus movie <laughs> i don't know uh that would be amazing but uh i'm, I'm gonna throw a twist in this so let's do dueling uh santa claus movies one being Richard Carnes, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but the other being I'll Be Home for Christmas.
0: Oh, yeah, with Jake. Yeah, you know what, we... I I would I wouldn't mind watching a, a JTT movie. I do miss my best friend. It would be a, <laughs> uh, I mean I don't know like I don't know why we're talking about. It. Was he was he ever on this show either? way, It'd be, it'd be fun as a
1: goof. I I I have freeze framed almost every single scene of this show this episode. Just wondering if maybe he was like sitting at a table at the wedding. Uh, you know maybe almost back to the camera. Uh, but I haven't been able to find him.
0: That's that's real uh that that's real, you know. Uh, oh, no, my my dad just went out to get cigarettes, but he'll be back. He'll be back any day now. I'm just going to sit here by the window and wait for him. Uh, it's that energy. <laughs> um so uh yeah, so Al, thanks Trudy for marrying him. And uh Trudy says you're welcome, and they raise their glasses to Trudy Holy and Al. And,
1: Truman, I've got something here. Oh, you got that, something? Uh just to send Mister Earl Hinman out with uh with a real big, goddamn you're good, I mean he we, we
0: I mean we already we already sent him out by complimenting his massive peen, so I don't know I don't know what
1: better send off there is. During the scene, the toast scene, yeah. Um, Everyone is seated at their tables, right? Which, yeah. just going back to your Keith Lehman joke, or uh, joke, your your reference to him don't just kind of hitting the jackpot by sending his picture in one day. Yeah, um, He's sitting at the head table with everyone. Like, I, I sat at the head table with Tim the Toolman Taylor and uh, Al Borland in the yeah. final episode of Home Improvement. Uh, that's something to say. Yeah. Anyway, um, as everyone's sitting at these tables, uh... You can see Wilson. He he seated seated at the table behind, uh the the head table essentially. Oh yeah, and I, he's see, so I see him yeah. far in the background. I've kept my eye on this for this whole scene. He is so committed to not showing his face. That he he is the smallest on the screen, and in every single second that he's not raising his glass, like when they they do a toast, he's careful to raise his glass in a way that covers his face, even though he's never really on camera. Do do you think that just
0: after being on Home Improvement for the better part of a decade, like Earl Hindman went back to his day-to-day life and he'd be like at a coffee shop? Caught, and he would just always be holding the cup up in front of his face, just he, like it's just by habit. <laughs> just, like just,
1: it's not even something he does. He's just walking in and like, uh, as he he's entering a, a store, someone with a two by four happens to walk by and cover the lower half of his <laughs> face. You know, he's, he's calling Tim Allen on the phone. He's like, Tim,
0: I I, I don't think the show stopped. I think I'm still Wilson. <laughs> well, uh, well, Earl, what are you talking about? That that should's been over
1: for a while. No, no, people can't see my face. If, <laughs> Do I really exist? Oh my it, god, he's entering. <laughs> The Twilight Zone.
0: Ooh. <laughs> uh so everybody raises their glasses. Yeah. Um, and and boy, I'm just looking at this at this wide shot. This is the last time you're gonna see most of these people, and it's mainly backs of heads and a bunch of rando kids right at the s- just right in the front, right, just right up front. Those must be Tim Allen's daughters,
1: right? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, maybe because uh, uh, Tim Allen's daughter was on the Santa Clauses show, right? So the the brunette kind of looks like it could be. I I can't say for certain, but it's possible. Wild, wild. Also, I think I saw uh, Cooper Carn. Um, oh uh in an earlier scene uh when they were actually getting you know during the ceremony okay okay cooper karn i like that that's a good that's a good uh, good name for a kid cooper karn <laughs> um it so- does sound like a gang in an 80s film that's going to you know t- attack the protagonist who's just moved in from out of state <laughs> <laughs> yeah or it or it sounds
0: or it sounds like the bad guy in a mario game from the 80s you know i there's king koopa there's koopa karn there's uh, donkey karn uh oh god i want to watch donkey karn yeah donkey karn country uh these these should all <laughs> you know what well, we've seen richard karn in a movie with a monkey so he we're pretty close oh to my Donkey god. Karn already <laughs> MVP four Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> that way, yeah. In M- MVP four, it's all about uh, it, it's all about esports. So the monkey has gotten really good <laughs> at playing video games, and and it's like it's like it's like the King of Kong. It's like he he's, he's in a he's in a Ooh. Donkey Kong tournament playing the old arcade cabinet. That's a really good idea.
1: Yeah. we we should do a documentary on Richard Carn and call it King of Carn. <laughs> Uh, yeah or
0: or we should uh or we should just like stalk richard carn really obsessively and try to get him to be friends with us and we could call it the king of carnity um (laughs) yours was better uh (laughs) we we should show him our pride and joy so okay so we
1: get a we get get one more yeah uh our our series of Richard Carn movies becomes so popular that they they spawn sequel after sequel after sequel until it starts to crest and things start to uh, take a dip in popularity when we release that darn Karn.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a serious rap on Richard Karn
0: um, <laughs> uh, until we start talking about his movies where he does yes. horse girl stuff. OK, uh,
1: that <laughs> out of context, weird sentence to say.
0: Uh, y- yes, but you know what? That's a teaser, folks. Keep listening to the podcast. We're going to talk about some more weird fucking movies that these people made. All right. So we're, we go from this to the backyard. Uh, do you want to talk about the transition that takes
1: us there? Uh, just a, a, what looks like a scrap of litter floats through the screen and lands on the ground, uh, and Jill Jill finds it. It becomes a real item. Now, this is the last transition we kind of see. I mean, unless you count yeah. the thought bubbles, but... Um, is it ironic? Is it weird? Is it coincidence that a transition... We're always seeing transitions from things that are real into something fake going into the void. This is something from the void coming into the real world.
0: I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because these are Al's vows that
1: existed in the real world. So a transi- uh, something from the real world went into the void became a transition and then came out of the void you, you a transition you, and back into the real world keep, <laughs>
0: keep, keep trying to make something out of this land and keep trying to you, you you look hard enough at it maybe eventually you'll see something interesting I think it's I think it's just a transition Uh, so sometimes sometimes a transition is just a transition um, the what's weird to me because it, it, it you know it lands on the ground and Jill picks it up oh Al must have dropped his wedding vows and she's holding on to them, and she says, oh, we should put them somewhere special, and Tim Tim offers up the garbage can, and she holds on to them, and anyway, like as she and Tim have the scene, which will unfold in a second, she's talking to Tim, and at one point, she puts the wedding vows into the pocket of Tim's coat. This whole scene, the first time I saw it, and indeed the second time I saw it, I'm kind of watching the wedding vows, and I'm like, okay, we start with the wedding vows as the last scene of the show, what's... What does it mean? What do the, the vows mean? What are the vows going to come back and do? Do the vows symbolize <laughs> something? I, You're like, in two minutes, this is going to have some big payoff. Which I'm the... I, every episode of this show, I'm always expecting there's going to be like, a, 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 a you know, more to it than there is. I just don't know why... Like, was it just that they needed something to transition on? And so they figured, okay, it'll be the wedding vow. And then, we, like, we need it to be physically in the scene. So we have to have Jill interact with it. I, I don't know. It's it's just weird that they introduced
1: this notion of a a weird existential crisis for the editors to get right at the last second (laughs) when when they've literally had claymation sperm holding up signs before, you know what? (laughs) And we didn't get the claymation sperm back for the last episode. What the? What's the deal with that? Huh? <laughs> that, that might be in the. That might be in that blooper uh, episode. That, that, they yeah. might have a <laughs> have a little montage of transitions. It, it, yeah, that
0: that that claymation sperm blooped out of Wilson's gigantic hog. Um, but she, I, I don't know. It, it's just yeah. She 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 picks it up and just there's this interaction with it and she, the fact that she says, "Oh, let's put it someplace special." Like there's all of this value given to uh, it, this is the beginning of a lot of confounding things in this scene. I don't need
1: to dwell on it because there's so much to dwell upon. Well, okay, then what else uh, let, okay, let's let's save the last second of what happens here f- as its own thing. Let's just talk about a, and focus on what they're discussing right now. Like what okay. what's what's the what is the last thing we're getting between Tim and Jill? What what's being translated here?
0: So they're cleaning up the backyard. It's empty now. It's night. The wedding's over. They're commenting on how nice the wedding arch is that Tim built and how it didn't fall down. And they're talking about, oh, man, remember the last time we were standing under one of these? We were so young. We didn't have kids or anything like this. No idea how our lives would turn out. And then they kind of talk about the way that Tim proposed to her and how if he could do it all again, he would have done it in a more romantic way. And then he asks her to marry him again. And she says no 'Cause I'm already married to the greatest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. And then she and then, you know, she says they, they kiss and she says, Yeah, I you know, I know you don't want to go to Indiana and he says, Oh, but I do and she says, I don't know, I just don't want to leave this house. And then that leads All to right, and th- th- yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's
1: let's pause it there. Yeah. So really the like Conclusion to the Tim and Jill storyline: the characters were putting their relationship, which this whole show has been predicated on, to bed. Yeah, and they are using this idea of a second wedding vow sort of thing. Um, Yeah, I'm not totally opposed to that idea. Um, it just it feels empty to a degree. Like I don't feel like this was. It was leading here. It just feels like this is what's occurring in front of my eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't mean to sound too callous with that, but I mean, like, it's it's sweet, but I feel like I've even seen them do this bit before. Yeah, that. And also we're
0: coming off of a clip show where there's a whole lot of montages with soft focus and, and sweet music about all of the romantic moments between Tim and Jill and their relationship and all of that. like So I I just feel like that ground has already kind of been trod. And here in the last three minutes, like obviously Tim and Jill's relationship is important and I'm glad that they're happy together and everything. But the whole time I'm just like, okay, so you're just kind of, Chatting about how you wish you'd proposed in a more <laughs> in a more romantic way, and I'm like, "Are you gonna move to Indiana or not? We have so little time, guys. Tell me wh- <laughs> what, what I I know I know about your
1: past. Talk about your future. I need to conceptualize this in my head. This is okay. I mean, that is the ultimate failure of the episode is that it can't make you see beyond the conflict of the finale to yes. see the like." grand closure the you know the, the question the answer to the question that the series posed in season one even in its pilot can men and women coexist together yeah uh you know they don't really even attempt to address that thesis in the end no. here
0: they, they talk uh, she talks about how it's been the road's been bumpy sometimes and i was afraid we would, we'd crash occasionally but you know would always you know i'm so glad what like she uh, alludes to the fact that that being tim's wife hasn't always been easy but that it's that she's loved it and it's been great like that's the closest we get to kind of answering the thesis of the show yeah
1: which is weak sauce i mean it's not even <laughs> it's it's less not... less of a thesis sauce and more of a weak sauce <laughs> God. uh so yeah it's just i don't know it's indicative i think this scene is kind of indicative of the entire finale which is just like I don't object to what's the things that are happening, but it just doesn't feel like we arrived uh, and earned any of this. Uh, so it just feels very hollow.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I, I don't know. I know that. Yeah. I know that Tim and Jill really love each other and that they, tra- They, I mean, they have sweet moments together in almost every episode, some uh, times sweeter than others. And, and Tim is being, I think perhaps, more nice in this episode than he has been in a lot of other ones, but, like... Yeah. Ju- in terms of the information that I need the most, I don't know, I, I, yeah, it, this this is just... This is just uh, spending time talking about a bunch of stuff that I feel like is not
1: really necessary at this point. All right, well, then let's transition into the the rest of this. Okay, <laughs> the, the, okay. The, like, how Home Improvement decides this is the last thing... That we want the adoring public to see. So okay, so they're
0: they're embracing out there, ap- you know, after they've kissed, and she said she's married to the nicest guy ever. I'm I'm gonna do the thing that you were laughing at, where I read the the lines right off the screen. Jill says, "I know you don't want to go to Indiana," and Tim says, "It's not about me, it's about you." Big mad ups for that. That's I mean, that honestly is like kind of a pretty cool conclusion to Tim's arc, saying that. And... Yeah, but I would have I, I would have loved to
1: have like felt the lead up to that.
0: Yeah, and and Jill says I don't want to leave my life here, and I can't. I just can't imagine leaving this house. And she's looking at the house. And now, then, okay. Before yeah. we go
1: too much further, I never. Uh, okay, they they addressed it a little bit in the last episode of setting roots down. Uh, sure. That like, and I I thought that was a really good reason actually for Jill to yeah. be on the fence about about taking it. They don't give it the room it needs, but of course, it feels weird her to say this house, I mean, she's not, okay, let's just call it what it is. I mean, it was a line, I think, probably written by a man, because sure. women generally don't, aren't object focused. Yeah. So, uh, to to be, to, to say the house, rather than, you know, what we've built here, or, you know, all the memories here, or, it just, it feels weird for her to say the house, because it just feels like such a, Contrived lead into well, Tim's thought.
0: I mean, yeah, but, but you know, also the the house could be like the, the house could be a stand-in for this home that we've built, or she could be saying the house but thinking of all the things inside it. I I don't know. I, I I'm gonna wade into this concept of who's object focused and who who isn't, but I I I agree. There's not been a lot of sentimentality over the house, the physical actual house. Yeah, it, on, something on that we show. haven't even seen until now until now the biggest big, a bigger reveal than wilson's face um but uh, yeah the, the the and the revelation in like one of the last episodes one of the ones before this where tim mentions that he built this house it's like wait he built he built the house the whole house
1: did he that, build it on rock and roll
0: that, yeah. that was what was the,
1: he ever knee deep in the hoopla <laughs>
0: I mean, I, I feel I feel like we've been knee deep in his hoopla for so much of the series. <laughs> it's
1: so fucking true. Um,
0: okay, but so she says she doesn't want to leave this house, and Tim turns and starts looking at the house really hard, squinting at it, kind of frowning and and shifting his head around and everything, like giving it a whole lot of thought. And then, no grunts. Surprisingly, n- no grunts. And he turns around and says, well, if we ever decide to move, maybe we wouldn't have to leave the house. Now, before we get any further, this is also just on the most recent watch. This is vexing. So wait, did is this scene, is this moment right here supposed to be them deciding not to leave? Because she says she doesn't want <laughs> right. to leave the house. And now Tim's saying, if we ever decide to move. So wait, does that mean that they've now decided not to move? Like it. The, the 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 fate of the main characters in the last seconds of the show should not be something that requires me to like parse out the meanings of individual words like I'm in a constitutional <laughs> law case or something. Like I, I shouldn't... It shouldn't take three viewings for me to figure out what's actually happening because even if the show is trying to say no, they've decided to stay then I don't know why we get
1: the thought bubble that leads us to what we see next. Like
0: why did we decide we had to see this?
1: I, let's go... Okay, I want to... I want to earmark that because that's a very valid thing, but let's give everyone context for what we do see, and then let's cycle back and and push our way through to the end. If we ever decide to move, we wouldn't necessarily have to
0: leave the house. Jill, what does that mean? Extreme close-up on Tim... Cartoon Thought Bubble pops up, and we see, holy fucking shit, it's the house from Home Improvement. It's on the back of a flatbed truck. What the fuck? Uh, It's video footage of a truck hoisting a a prefab home, I guess. And uh, we then get a shot that it's Tim and Jill in the cab of the truck, and Jill's saying, are we going to drive this thing the whole way? And Tim goes, no, don't be ridiculous. There's faster ways to get there than by land. Like what? Then we get a shot of a—of the— truck with the house on it on a barge getting towed down a river super fast and we hear Jill saying i didn't know a tugboat could go this fast and tim says it can if it's got more power and they're being chased by the grunt creep on like a on like a little uh, uh bicycle helicopter thing and the screen which we've fades, seen before and the screen fades to black and the last thing we see is the
1: grunt creep flying around in the in the black void Okay, that's it. So lots, lots to, lots to unpack there and I have a revela- revelation of my own to it's deliver gonna be in a, a second.
0: It's going to be a three-parter episode, everybody. <laughs> Talk, <just> a, <laughs> the rest are going to
1: be just talking about these last 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, so I want to go back, I, I want context for what actually con- happens uh, before we, we really dig into the idea that we don't know what happens at all. Yeah, yeah. This idea, because in Tim's thought bubble, they are moving. Yes, and let's not talk at all about when the house is on the the flatbed. It's clearly in the parking lot of a <laughs> of a movie studio yes. and not in a backyard or a, yeah. a neighborhood. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> that's that's what Tim's imagination looks like. It looks like a parking oh, God. lot. It's full of cars. It just looks like the parking lot of Benford. Yeah. Um. So in his mind. Are they they are moving because they're moving the house, yeah, we're supposed to take this as just this isn't really happening. this house yeah. moving isn't really a thing that's occurring yes it's it's a potential thing that could occur in Tim's brain, yes it's okay, it's okay. A th- a so thing watching them fantastic. move isn't actually happening. What we leave them on is the what that that tricky question you said if we ever decide to move. Maybe we wouldn't have to leave the house. Yeah. So just like so that's, many. Like, that's the last bit of reality. I just want to. I want to hone in on that part. That's yes. the last bit of reality we see on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Tr- exactly. It, it, this is the last moment before we fall into Tim's brain. Um, <laughs> and in Tim's brain, any dialogue that happens is all part of the fantasy. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah, we don't know after all of that if they. If, like if <laughs> jill's taking this job or not
0: if the if the show's intention did she, wait, did
1: she ever call dr Hanover and agree and accept the job she told wilson she was gonna but we never saw it happen
0: <laughs> like so so like if the intention of the show with that last scene in reality of them in the backyard is that we have decided to stay here because jill doesn't want to leave the house then they immediately undercut that emotional moment like and and fundamentally confuse everyone. The the thirty-five million people who watched the finale of the show, that's an actual number, they confused everybody by then showing them trucking the house away. Because, which... because like well, it's like because I don't I think just on your first viewing, a lot of people probably aren't going to catch or think about, oh, this is supposed to be happening in Tim's head. And and furthermore, like if you show the characters doing this thing, people are just going to assume that it happened. So if like if the big revelation of the mm-hmm. moment, it, it's like if at the end of Casablanca, she's like, I'm going to get on the plane with him. And then, as Bergman is is on the jetway of the plane, about to get on the plane, you see a thought bubble come up, and her walking back down the jetway and running into Humphrey Bogart's arms, and then the <laughs> end comes up. It's it's like wh-
1: wh- wait, what? Like if you if if you end on a little weird, I. I I want I want to see that ending at Casablanca. I want to see more movies ended that way,
0: <laughs> with, with with a character have, making a decision and then having a fantasy that directly
1: undercuts the decision they just yes, made. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, so, well, what you're saying dovetails into my revelation, and mm-hmm. I've this is a long time coming uh, bringing this up. Uh, oh I mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but I also mentioned it way back in season one. Oh, man. I wish I could remember what episode it was, but we had watched... We were dis- we were dismantling the theme song at <sighs> one point. And at many points, we've done that. I, I had a, a moment where I went, oh, I just recognized something that I think they might be alluding to that happens in the final episode. I remember you in saying that. Thing- okay. My memory of this was that they airlift the house out a la the way they do it in the opening theme song for season one uh, where there's all the propellers on the house. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember it being airlifted out and brought over the sea. Um, now that clearly doesn't happen. The house does get moved, you know, so that I didn't, I remember them moving. So yeah. I, I'm trying to like support your point of like my, my, 30-year takeaway after I saw it for the first time before we started doing this was they moved to Indiana. I saw the house go. Yeah. And what's, what's kind of interesting here to me is we're seeing the house being moved, but the Home Improvement logo, you know, the grunt creep, is in his little flying machine. Yeah. So my brain kind of pushed all of that together.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Like so you oh, uh, you saw the home improvement sign flying and you assumed that the house
1: was flying that my brain. Yeah, my brain er, migrated. It just mushed together the idea that the house is being transported and that the house is flying a la the home improvement logo. Yeah.
0: I mean, when I saw when I saw the thought bubbles popping up and Tim saying we wouldn't have to leave the house, my initial thought the first time was like, "Oh my God, is he going to put a million propellers on the house?" Like in the opening credits, like that would be, <laughs> I would have no complaints if the if the ending I of the show then just tied back into the opening credits for the first season. <laughs>
1: and uh, there, there's something I mean, budgetarily, how do you fucking do that? I don't know, but. Uh, I mean, I, I almost would have taken, like, a claymation version of it uh, because, you know, at that point, who cares? But um, to have that tie a little bit into Tim's idea of more power, like, all we really get here is a boat going fast for him to go more power. We don't yeah. really see anything, you know, souped up. We don't see any kind of Frankenstein version of a machine to move a house. It's just, oh, there's a house on a barge going yeah. fast down the river.
0: Okay. Putting propellers on, airlifting a house whether it's by attaching propellers to it or having helicopters pick it up and fly it away, that is much more of a Tim Taylor move than just putting it on a barge. I, since when has Tim been into barges? Um,
1: the, I, I don't this know. Is I, that but, navy episode at sea.
0: I, I guess. I guess that's true. Or and when he was trying to promote Al as a pitch man, I guess there was that whole thing about how like uh, oh they were going to oh, go sailors like him. Yeah, yeah, sailors like him. But the. the the, the, the big thing that gets me about the the truck on the barge is that <laughs> Bloomington, Indiana is not a place you can get to on a boat. It's not possible. The thing about the Midwest yeah. land, let me now, explain hold on. you. You don't let know that. You don't... <laughs> you don't know this. You... I do know <laughs> this. I've looked at a map. I know where oceans and rivers and lakes are. They're not in Indiana. That's for now, goddamn on, on. sure.
1: Let me let me take a crack at this. <laughs> you can hop in to what is that? Lake Superior or is that Lake Erie? Hey, and you go there, like counterclockwise through the Great Lakes over into Chicago uh and drive your little truck off of uh off the barge there and drive it from Chicago to Bloomington.
0: That's going to that's going to add so much time. It is so ridiculously inefficient. If you just but you can Royal do it. Oak, you drive south straight. You get Bloomington, Indiana. By the way, that's that's southern Indiana. That's south of Indianapolis. I looked at maps to to figure out how pissed off I am about this. There's no. It makes no sense to put a truck on a barge. No but sense. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy sequence. Uh, well, you know what? I I I, I don't know, man. I th- this <laughs> this is this is the weirdest thing Tim has fantasized
1: about since he fantasized about fucking a manatee. Um, <laughs> uh okay here here's a question i have to ask this is just something grunt work demands okay this is the first time we've seen the house yeah uh we get two shots of it one is the flatbed pulling out of the parking lot that you see the front of the house a little bit there and then you get the back side of the house um uh when it's on the barge is this at all what you pictured no, it's not. This is really we, we talked last
0: week about how when he looks at Wilson, Wilson's like, "Is it ever? Is it everything you Im- imagined it would be?" Or oh, now I can see everything. Like th- this is really it. Um, no, it's not. It's not what I imagined. The weird. It's got these weird like circular. It's got this weird circular window uh, thing going on, and uh, like above above one of the the ground floor windows, and and a very large front porch, much larger than the
1: Taylor house seems to have, and. I I, structurally this doesn't hold true with anything we've seen on the show before. So like we've seen, we've seen the front door and it goes basically down a sidewalk to the, you know, the driveway. There's no front uh, patio. Yeah. There there's, when you look at the back of the house, there's no kitchen or there's no living room with the, the to ceiling, um, you know, door windows. Uh, there's also, there's also no flat space
0: on the roof where you can put up an elaborate, uh, Christmas <laughs> display right. with, uh, wise men holding machine guns. Like this is a very angular roof. Nothing is going to hold up there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, is this, <laughs> is this a quibble we should be having. I don't know. I feel like we're, unfairly picking this show apart at this point. <laughs> we're, we're just I, vultures it, not it leaving is, a single morsel behind. It's the last 42 seconds
0: of the show. I mean, if we were going to stop doing this, we would have done it years ago.
1: <laughs> Fair point. Uh, you know what? I don't like the font they use for all the t- <laughs> The names and the credits. You know, you know. In, if you if you turn up the
0: volume really ho- well, actually, if you if you if you pull the audio of the show out and you take it in Audacity and you look at the waveform for the silence, <laughs> like the the split second right before the theme song starts, it's a shitty looking waveform, guys. Come on, that's a bush league waveform. Do a much better waveform <sighs> than that. Cheers had a way better waveform for the minute of silence before their opening credits song. Um.
1: All right. The last thing we see of Home Improvement is the grunt creep and uh the last line we get is it does if it has more power ha do you do you feel like those are at least fitting? I mean, yes, they're fitting. it's just I haven't heard him
0: say more power in so long I, I, I yeah, I mean it's uh, I don't know yeah, it's fitting it it, it that ties back to the <laughs> beginning of the show more than anything, but also it's just it's been a really long time, yeah. Since
1: he said anything like that. They they've abandoned so many things so many iconic things, I think, along the way that you don't even realize it to the end here. Like, when's the last time you heard I don't think so, Tim? Yeah. I mean I mean I think probably it was in like season seven, and when they said it was like, Oh my god, I haven't
0: heard that since like season five.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, more power, the grunting, all of that stuff is is I don't know. Uh, stuff that we we've just seen fall off uh al is my assistant he assists me mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: yeah there there's yeah there's just so many bits and, uh, and pieces of fan service that could have that could have come up that were that were just um uh, yeah sort of sort of left behind
1: left I'm, on the floor like a piece of pizza crust
0: uh now now that's one bit of fan service that is gonna stay around forever um I, I, so I've been trying to figure out also... Been, I, I didn't do enough research on this to actually watch it, but as we know, this happened during the run of our show, uh, Tim the Tool Man shows up on an episode of Last Man Standing, uh, yeah. uh, Home Improvement, but What If Girls, and uh, tw- you know uh, early 20th Colorado. century uh, issues. Uh, and so... So he shows up there, and I've been trying. I've been trying to look at like recaps of it or something to figure out, uh, you know, what what the deal is. You have Hulu; you can watch it. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a matter of my ability to watch it. It's more about my
1: willingness <laughs> to watch it. I don't. I don't want to. Let me. Let me spend more time it takes to watch the episode to research it.
0: I, listen, here's the thing. Do you
1: not remember? I watched that episode a long time ago, and we no, talked I, about it on the show. Yeah, no, I remember we talked about it on the show,
0: and I remembered the contours of it. Uh, so basically. Uh, th- this this i think is the answer to the question that's been bedeviling us for so long reading this recap uh you know they're talking about the episode uh tim tells mike baxter that he decided to come out from detroit to do the job after learning it was at the house of this outdoor guy he's heard just looks just like him so that that's the explanation for why tim is in denver the setting to of fix, to, last
1: to, to fix <laughs> to fix a garbage disposal yeah uh, it's wrap great. your head but, around that
0: great bits great bits but so he moved he came out from Detroit so he didn't come out from Indiana so maybe this is meant to suggest to us that they didn't move and that all of this uh yeah I... Uh, uh, you, you had to you had to wait until like I don't know what 2018 to to find out whether they mm-hmm. they really moved or not but he also does a tribute as you probably talked about he uh, he uh, gives a tribute to Wilson and talking about his old neighbor who passed away who he misses, which is kind of sweet.
1: Yeah uh, I don't know what to say to that I mean that's depressing. Uh, let, let's you know what as our gift to the people who've listened to our show and to ourselves, let's paint a prettier picture. Okay. They could. They could still. He could still be coming from Detroit, but let's say that maybe Jill had that job in Indiana and was real successful, and uh, Tim cut his chops on being a handyman for mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um. That's why he has the the ability um, in a you know kind of contract freelance schedule to be able to go to Colorado. Uh, During this episode, but after having a long career of her own practice, because this, remember, she's getting into it kind of later in life. You know, she's going to be maybe close to 70 Mm -hmm. uh, by the time that's happening. I would imagine she's close to retiring, if not retired. Yeah. Maybe they decided, you know what? Our entire family's still in Michigan. If we're going to retire, let's. Let's go back home. Let's go back to where everyone is. Yeah, okay. Okay, that could make sense. Uh I I have got an alternate rosier picture for you.
0: Okay. To, or if that, or here's my picture. Sam theory. or Rosie. Uh so they move to Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh and then uh Jill divorces Tim and Tim moves <laughs> I knew, back to Detroit. I knew it. Because because listen, I'm not seeing. They they mention in this recap that oh, he talks about his neighbor Wilson. He sure as hell doesn't seem to mention his wife Jill. That I'm
1: aware. Do you remember him talking about Jill in the episode? I mean, it's been years since I've seen it. I I don't know. But, I will but say you tend he kinda, to remember things. He, he kind of had. I could be. I mean, retroactively eh? saying this, but eh? he kind of had divorce energy about him. Yeah, didn't he?
0: Didn't he? <laughs> although, although to to be fair, a certain some sometimes actors. Bring an energy into the characters that they play that is more just coming from how they are. And... Yeah, but he's playing against himself. Don't forget that. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, I, yeah, I know he's playing against himself, <laughs> but also I would say that 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 Mike Baxter seems to have kind of divorced guy energy, even though he's married. So I, I don't know.
1: I... <laughs> it, well, you know there's... what's interesting about that pairing uh, of his two characters is like he when I would imagine as Tim Allen, you're like, well, how do I reapproach the tool man character in a way that differentiates him from Mike Baxter, because when they're side by side, we're gonna the the differences are gonna be highlighted, right? Yeah. And interesting to me that he plays Tim as a much more lovable character, which made me go like, I'm glad I didn't ever end up watching more of Last Man Standing than I did, because if if Mike Baxter's the kind of grouchy bastard of the two, I'm not sure I could handle that. Uh, Yeah, no. That's why I don't want to watch even the
0: one episode that's germane <laughs> to the podcast I've co-hosted for six years. Seven years. Seven and a half years. Seven years. Ago. Oh, my God. I don't even know. man. Oh, shit. We we missed an anniversary in there. Um, <laughs> they got sucked into the pandemic. Oh, God. Um, Well, I think that's it. <laughs> what? What What do you want to say, man? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's just the most
1: perfect way. To... <laughs> transition out of talking about home improvement is the general confusion that you bring to the end of any podcast which is it just warmed my heart is all i i don't know man i i mean
0: like it's not like the end of our podcast like this will keep going you'll have plenty more opportunities for me to be confused by
1: things but i mean (laughs) well i I have one more question for you which i kind of wish wasn't the last question i was going to ask you about this episode but um you know, we're going out, it's an Al question, so I feel like that's a pretty positive thing. Yeah. Um. Were you surprised, well, I, no, this feels, as the words are coming out of my mouth, I realize it's a stupid question, but. Oh, yeah. I love it. We've seen Al on the altar once before, and that really surprised you that they didn't go through with it. Yeah. So w- were you having any thoughts about seeing Al on the altar again? I mean, I can't imagine you would have thought this wasn't going to happen. No, I, I I didn't
0: for a sec. I would never have bet against them getting married the way that Marty did. Um no, <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have like I I didn't have time to have thoughts about Al on the altar because it was so just kind of such a mish, mishmash of weird things and I was trying to get my head around so many open dangling questions that I don't know <laughs> Al on the altar kind of just I, So much more attention and thought went into Al's first wedding that didn't actually happen than this wedding, which actually took. So uh, I don't know. I'm happy that he got married. It made me really happy that Al is married to a woman who he loves, who loves him, who is fabulously wealthy. Al has said that he wanted to, uh, you know, get married and have a family and he's going to do that. And uh, so I'm
1: they've got the most closure of anyone on the show. True, true. I, we
0: know exactly what's going to happen to L. That's that, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which is that's kind of a victory, isn't it?
1: That is a victory. Yes, yeah. and it's a happy thing. Yeah, it is. So, we can't complain too much. No, what are we complaining well, about? We, we they put on they put on two hundred and three episodes of entertainment for us. No, exactly. They you know what? They made a show that entertained
0: a whole lot of people and that had. A lot of really great moments in it, and that had a yep. really delightful cast, full of people we yes. love. Every episode yep. had something in it that made us laugh.
1: God bless. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, yeah, I, we
0: we haven't yeah. made we haven't made a show. Well, actually, I guess we if this counts as a show, I guess we have made a long show. But we haven't made a long TV show. We don't know what it's like.
1: <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> we get some outtakes. I, I felt we, I felt weird getting it's, outtakes. It's not. It's and not I right. Guess, maybe. Okay, I I like I said I had to have watched the the blooper episode after this it would have you know been this wouldn't have been the last thing that original people original viewers would have seen there was the half hour blooper outtake you know additional footage uh episode mm-hmm. that came out right after this and what I remember is not outtakes at the end of this but there's a a curtain call um mm. where all of the actors come out and take their bows And Wilson uh, comes out holding his little plastic fence. He takes his bow and removes the the fence and you see his face for the first time. Yeah. You talked about this last week. Yes. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's what I remember. Uh, but clearly (laughs) my brain just erased the fact that there were outtakes at the end of this, uh, I hate I hate that the outtake we get is like the alternate reality we've been asking for forever, o- where Tim is giving the the
0: wedding toast to Alan Heidi, not Alan Trudy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, and we're all great minds think alike, you know. Oh well. Yeah well.
1: Uh, then we go to Touchstone, Buena Vista, Ding, <inaudible> 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 etc. Oh, and. Home improvement just closed down on my computer screen for the last time. You know what? I'll do it too. Bloop. Oh, <sighs> damn. Well, so
0: uh, sit here in abject silence for another <laughs> couple hours. Just, I was gonna
1: just gonna have a, a sentimental pause for a oh. second before okay, I, right. I launched into um, next steps for us. Yeah. Um. So. We've got some things on the horizon. Uh, we've got our season eight super spectacular coming Woo. up in a few weeks. Woo! Uh, we're gonna take a, a week or two off here to recalibrate, to uh, uh, just feel the feels of being done with home improvement. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, then we'll we'll come back with with the season eight super spectacular. Yeah. Then uh, we're gonna go into some movies for oh a while. Boy. Oh boy. And uh, Truman, I've got a surprise for you that I can't wait to uh, reveal, but uh, that that's gonna that's gonna have to. Um, and then we're gonna wrap up uh, once we're done going through some movies. We're we're not ready to announce the next show yet, but I will nope. just say we're getting the chess pieces on the board, and oh, yeah. we're we're gonna cover some movies until we can get that thing right where it needs to be to launch it. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll have a. We'll have a whole announcement with a release date and all that stuff, so you can prepare um, in the interim. But <laughs> you
0: can you know, buy you know buy dry goods and uh, you know tape yeah. up the windows of your house and everything. Get your Make storm sure you... shelter ready.
1: <laughs> Get clean water. Yeah, all that stuff. Put you on need. clean underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I think three days into the apocalypse, you're just done with underwear.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, this is this is what our next podcast is going to be about is uh, discussing uh, discussing Landon's uh, uh, predilection for going commando in a crisis.
1: <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. So what was I saying? Uh, we're gonna do movies until then, but we're gonna we're gonna do a big grunt work wrap up. Yep. So not a wrap-up of Home Improvement, which will be the Season 8 spectr- Spectacular, but like a grunt work s- series spectacular. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to have a lot of fun memories in that one. Uh, I hope it won't be a clip show, but um, <laughs> it, it'll be a nice summation, I think, of everything this show has been about. So Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what the, the overarching plan for the next couple weeks months might look like uh so just be prepared um i guess is there anything you want to add to that chairman i mean no i
0: well i the only other th- i mean i have one piece of of grunt work housekeeping that i have to add that's very
1: important uh, okay i think we're there, except to say that, you know, I think for the time being, while we do the movie episodes, we'll continue doing the Gruntwork Nights, but there will be a point at which we we will have a, a finale Gruntwork Nights episode as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And thank you to all of you who have been uh, who have been along for that ride, all of you patrons. Really thank you to all of you just who have been listening and to, to be. this ride. Yeah, and continue to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't stop now, for God's sake. But... uh <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I'm. I look. I'm excited for uh, for what lies ahead, both our next podcast, but also just for talking about a bunch of movies. Because you know what, talking about movies that the Home Improvement cast have been in is <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Because I feel like there's yeah. always a fresh set of things for us to talk about a fresh set of characters and we don't fall into the same tropes of bagging on the same stuff again and again. We, you know, I think, I think we're more fun when we're talking about a a movie with the home improvement cast. So (laughs) I'm, I'm excited for that as I just bag on our entire podcast.
1: Now that it's done. (laughs) I, 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 I've really enjoyed, I know it was forced upon us, the, the movie break we did mid season. Uh, but I've got a lot of enjoyment just discovering that there's a Johnny Cash movie with Earl Hinman in it, (laughs) and that William O'Leary not only was in the Elf movie, but then in a hardcore psychological thriller about nuking Las Vegas. I'm I'm, I'm so glad we watched Flight of Black Angel. That was was a good movie. That's arguably (laughs) one of the best movies we watched for this podcast. (laughs) I have to admit, I just watched Top Gun Maverick uh, for the first time, and Mm. couldn't help but think of, uh, like oh yeah, what happened to William O'Leary in the first movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't, what, didn't something happen to him?
0: Uh, the the the, pro- the producers of Flight of Black Angel are would just be so honored to think that anyone <laughs> confused their movie with Top Gun, <laughs> exactly the thing that they were hoping
1: would happen to people at video stores. <laughs> oh lord. Um. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh. So some fun stuff there. What's uh. What's your grunt work housekeeping?
0: Well, I just wanted to ask you, Landon, how many grunts do you think there were in this episode of
1: Home Improvement? The final episode. Okay, now, oh jeez. I almost I almost grunted the, the grunt that I do going into this. But I have to admit, I I think I unlocked the secret to the grunt the other day. Oh, finally. It, it, it was at the same I- time as you unlocked the secret to the ooze. <laughs> uh Go grunt creep, go grunt creep, go go, go um, grunt creep, go grunt creep, go 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 go. Uh, uh, did you did
0: you unlock the secret of Nim as well? <laughs> I I
1: can't make a reference to that because I haven't seen it. Did did you did you visualize it because you unlocked the secret? <laughs> I did. I put it out into the universe and it oh. came back. Okay, good. There this you go. Riff, which is now over. Okay. I okay. The grunt. <laughs> That I discovered the other day <laughs> was I think okay here's here's how I've been been grunting, ready, yeah, and tell me if the tell me if this is accurate that this is how I've been grunting, okay, uh? yep, that's accurate, that's been your grunt, okay, and I think where I'm going wrong and have gone wrong for so long is the and you've said it, I hear as soon as i I heard the right grunt. I heard you say a hundred thousand times you're starting too low. You're mm-hmm. you're lingering too much in that that first part. Uh so I think the part where it's wrong is the uh part before it starts going high. Okay. Yeah. The actual grunt, I think, just there is no real low start to it. It's just open your mouth and let it come out. So it's a uh Yeah. Okay. Is it better? Uh, uh? I mean, I threw in a little more landing on it than Tim Allen, but
0: yeah, yeah, that, that's right. I mean, I think honestly,
1: do uh? it one more time. That
0: that one that one sounded closer. Uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, uh? yeah, yeah yeah okay. You need to be careful not to start too high when you just do it with your mouth open. But yeah, yeah. You're when right, you you're right. when you pitch it lower like that. Uh? that yeah, that's it. Because really, the mouth being wide open, that does really suit the kind of just masculine, like you, you know, you're not thinking about it. You just have your your jaw hanging wide open, and you just start making sounds
1: come out. Like that's that <laughs> sounds like the perfect instruction for a grunt. Yes. So uh? yeah. yeah, I think I've got it. By George, okay. At last. How many grunts are there for our final grunt count? Now, Truman, I was gonna say zero. Sure. But you have grunted a few times. <laughs> I have, I have. I realized as I was doing it, maybe I'm tipping my hand. But hey, you know who gives a shit? Um, I give a shit. I give so much a shit because okay. this is the final time I get to guess. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that he does two grunt clusters here. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say the first grunt cluster was three, and to say the second grunt cluster was five. For a total of eight grunts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, look, Landon. it's six?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Landon, it's not six, and it's not eight. Okay. It's four. It all comes... Explain. Okay, so they're, they're on the barge. Didn't know a ah. tugboat could go this fast. It can if it's got more power. Ah, ha, ah, ah, ha, ah. ha. Four grunts. It's oh. a one it's a it's a three grunt cluster, but then a fourth one just tacked on the end, and that's the last sound we hear. <laughs> now, does it
1: count if it's in a fantasy sequence?
0: Uh yes, it does. I uh, it, oh, it fa- okay. fan- fantasy grunts count, grunts from other people don't count, grunts in the opening credits don't count except for once. Uh, okay. Uh, God, it's a Byzantine now, rule
1: set. What about somebody elseing else grunting in Tim's fantasy? Because wouldn't it essentially be his own mind generating the grunt?
0: Yeah, it's his mind generating the grunt, but it's not his mouth generating the grunt. The mind okay. is not a mouth, right. Landon. That's that's I've told you that so many times. The mind is not a mouth.
1: <laughs> All right, just want to make sure I understand the parameters of the grunt count. Oh, yeah, uh, you, you love understanding parameters. <laughs> Four grunts for our final grunt count. Yeah grunts how do you forever. feel about that how do I feel about it I don't know yeah I feel
0: yeah. yeah I feel good about it I'm glad we got some grunts it'd be weird if there were no grunts in the last
1: episode that would be that would be nuts yeah you know since the last episode aired and this one someone suggested that uh uh I I was asking why there was never a grunt to say I love you yeah and that uh it sounded like I was leading up to um inventing that grunt on the fly to tell you Truman that Landon loves you.
0: Oh, well you don't need to you don't need to grunt that to me, dude. I know you love me already. I mean that's <laughs> I feel like we're we we talk openly about our feelings. We're that kind of dudes. Okay. Yeah. Great. So uh I'm gonna leave blue balls on that one. Oh <laughs> that's that that's our that's our
1: love language is edging you guys. <laughs> All right. Um Truman Dare I ask what we learned from this episode? Uh, We learned that it's
0: important to... When you make a decision, a big life-changing decision, eventually you need to commit to it. It's totally understandable to have some trepidation and to waffle a little bit, but at some point you need to just commit to the thing, especially when you've got kids who are trying to figure out what their lives are going to be and and people are trying to make plans. Uh, So if you're going to move to a place move to that place if you're not going to move to that place don't move to that place but don't keep going back and forth about it for multiple episodes
1: that's that's mm. that's what i learned what did you learn mm, waffles um is what that... did i learn you say you waffled and then i was thinking of waffles
0: no I, I i get it i
1: i understand i'm now i'm thinking of waffles too it's funny
0: it's funny no it is it's a really funny land and well done <laughs> This is why I love you. You know, it's because you go get... out. Yeah. <laughs> go out bickering. Um... We're not
1: bickering. We're agreeing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course, now I guess we're bickering. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what what did I learn from this episode? I learned that um, never bet against the Borland. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Always bet on Borland.
1: That's that's what I would say. That's yeah. what I learned, and you know what? I learned that a long time ago, and it was a good reminder. Right now,
0: yeah, yeah, I think so. I wish I wish Marty had learned that because he needs every every <laughs> penny he can get to pay his rent. He's gonna he's gonna lose so much money betting against Al's wedding that he's gonna lose his apartment and have to move back in with Tim and Jill or <laughs> back in with Elf. Oh God, no!
1: <laughs> a fate worse than death. <laughs> oh my goodness truman i guess i guess that's a wrap on home improvement yep that's that ha ha so (laughs) this is uh i guess not the last time i'm doing the outro but um i'll I'll go into the outro now yeah if you you don't mind yeah no i'm just turning on off
0: all the lights on our corners one by one
1: (laughs) all right Thank you to our patrons who make this show possible, who have made this show possible, and hopefully we'll continue to make this and the next show possible. You can become an official grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com/gruntworkpod, where for as little as one, you can get access to our entire Gruntwork Nights archive. That's 235 episodes just waiting for your listening delight. Leave us a rating review if you've never done it in the entirety of listening to our show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five star. You don't have to write anything. Yeah. But if you do write something, write something nice.
0: Yeah. I agree. And you can say hi
1: to us over on Instagram at gruntworkpod. Or you can email us, uh, I guess, because I won't be updating Gruntwork. Uh, pod on instagram um, once we're done with the show so those of you in the future I guess you can email us at gruntworkpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com yeah see, see if we respond or you could just uh, find all the ways to continue to contact us post show over at our website which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com slash the end <sighs> <laughs> oh. And until next time, when we bring you the Season 8 Super Spectacular, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And remember that despite
0: all of our grousing and kvetching and complaining over the years, making this show has been one of the most enjoyable experiences of our lives.